0: out of thumbs 82 gold thumb it's not called gold golden thumb. doo-doo
1: <laughs> what doo-doo is spelled like mountain dew twice oh man oh, like because you do the Are do recording? oh
0: that was fucking gold
1: 7th 2012 and we've been fooled by do this is idle thumbs 82 i'm chris remo i'm jake rodkin and i'm sean vanneman and we are joined by our buddy jp LeBreton. hello hey jp JP. hello oh how are you i'm well
0: hey you good (laughs) how are you guys super good give a nice halloween i did good 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 good
2: good good
0: good (laughs) good jake Took a whole twenty seconds to get that emperor. Oh, you gotta get the there. emperor
2: in there. When discussing Halloween. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I'll bet he loves Halloween. I you bet know? the Emperor just <laughs> he just actually he probably know. doesn't because they're like, I don't know what
3: are you dressed as? <laughs> fucking Emperor.
2: <laughs> Galactic
3: Empire. Well, he has to get into like Samuel L. Jackson shocking him or something. What? What, hmm? what happened? What? What? I mean What do you excuse me? Oh huh? my god, don't make me talk about Star Wars here, guys. Why no, are
2: you
1: no, talking, no, about talking about Samuel
2: L. About... Jackson shocking the Emperor? On Halloween, Shock the Emperor. <laughs> remember an what happened in Star Wars? Yes. No,
1: I don't either.
3: <laughs> so you I, didn't I play
2: TF anyway, Halloween? I to get
1: into
3: this lore, <laughs> this is not. Yeah.
2: Anyway, there was a time when Samuel L. Jackson shocked the Emperor on Halloween. Didn't he? I don't
3: remember. But
2: yeah, no. Halloween came <laughs> and went, and I failed to play Team Fortress Halloween, and I'm sad. Do you know what it was? I've completely forgotten already. They I read the comic the comic was great. They always do a Halloween yeah. thing. Oh yeah, it was about a wizard got angry and, and something. Wait, what? You didn't play this? I know. Yeah. There's there's hmm. there's this sort of ongoing Halloween continuity about an angry wizard who summons weird shit, but he died this time, so I think he's haunting some sort of map. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's a booberry now.
3: Uh he's a booberry. Yeah. Yes, a booberry, Okay. Um A Merlin became a booberry.
2: But you, I'm sure, played Diretide, the Dota 2 what's it? Yeah cuz Valve's all about fucking Halloween. They love Halloween. Specials. They are bananas for it.
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> they are there any other holidays that they rela- like TF2 has some Christmas stuff on. but Christmas it's not the same yeah. like yeah. The,
0: the the I could see them doing the I could see them doing Well it's not cuz the, the, the TF2
2: Halloween thing it is always like an event map comes out that actually modifies the mechanics briefly yeah. and has all sorts of weird crazy shit like last year was the thing with uh Monoculus, the giant eyeball that spawned God. in one of the maps, which then suddenly just turned it into co-op, effectively because right. yeah, you're, you're oh yeah yeah because when you blow up that eyeball, it turns into a warp to Loot Island, which is a big skull in an uh, in a sea of purple smoke that you, gives you a sweet drop.
1: But let's see, this is the only holiday that they regularly observe.
2: Well, yeah. it's it's always just been them doing something. I can
1: see them doing a Christmas thing.
2: Oh, there's the Half Life Two Halloween special that doesn't exist, but really should because that would be <laughs> weird. Um... Diretide's good. No, oh,
0: mm. Diretide, <laughs> <That's> solid. <laughs> it's great. Wait, no, no. no,
1: no, no, no. Well, I, it's so. So what is Diretide? Okay, so besides
0: great, it's hard. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and assume that everybody listening already knows what Aloma uh, is, is yeah. like how Aloma is Lord's played. management game. Yeah. yeah. So basically, where do you know where the runes spawn? ish on the river there yeah
1: basically.
0: so on your side and on their side in that area in those is little corners. a bucket of candy mm-hmm. and uh or, a, or like a like a, a thing that you would put candy in like a jack-o-lantern a jan o bucket jack-o-lantern like a jack-o-lantern bucket, a bu- bucket. and then you, put, you put candy in there but in part of in the the neutral creeps that are coming there are these baby roshans. And Roshan is the big giant boss neutral creep who lives in the middle of the map that you kill when you're playing for power ups. And uh, he, they are these little baby Roshans who are going trick or treating, and if you kill them, they drop
3: candy. <laughs>
1: that's a little bit so, of a twist. So, on the... so
3: candy isn't lingo here; it's actual just it's people, actual like sweets because it's, it's a Halloween. It's a for, Halloween for specific kids. variant of the yeah. main map. Gotcha, so then you yeah. you yeah.
0: gather the candy. It's not just you, a weird to... Loma
2: term that you're not familiar with, right? Or, yeah, that's, yeah. That's run it back confirming.
0: to you. Have to run it back to your. Every other word Roshan is using is just bullshit, though. <laughs> Either run it back to your bucket, and then other people can come in... Like, the other team can come in and, like, run counter-espionage mis- missions to, like, take candy from your bucket and run it back to theirs. Uh-huh. That's pretty much the mode, except... um. Also, it's an entire game mode. It's not. Yeah, it's like a 15-minute variant, or 10-minute, oh, okay, or 15-minute. Okay. I see. So whoever has the most candy down to 15 minutes wins. But uh, Big Roshan is also stomping around trick-or-treating, and mm-hmm. he will target... Papa Roshan. Person, Papa Roshan. And he has this... He has something like one hundred and fifty thousand. Got a
1: Papa Roach soundtrack.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's like one hundred and fifty thousand health. He's impossible to kill until, like, in the middle of the map, really. And then uh, well,
2: he's he's trick or treating. What is? What do you mean? He's running he's around like, trick or treating? Are there he little? Wants stops no, he wants candy. No, he comes
0: at you. He finds at, sorry at your base or at your guy at your guy so he, so he rolls a random guy and then it says Roshan's now and going then he after just hunts him. your lord <laughs> and he comes after you and can that's kill like you aggressive he can kill turn. you instantly wow unless hmm. you feed him wow. one piece of candy oh. so you always have to have one on
1: you So you have to kill his kids to take candy to give him it's weird Jesus When yeah, you walk it all day? dire tide <laughs> <It's good>, yeah <laughs> it's a really
3: weird so, idea. Yeah. so let me ask you this
1: um outside criticisms sure um but just generally speaking like Outside of the fact that this is Halloween specific, Mm -hmm. would you want them to integrate alternative game types into Dota 2 just generally so that you can sometimes just say, you know what, I'm going to play Kill the Kids candy game for – 15 minutes. You Do you mean like kids, permanently
0: you know? or like themed around events? No, it doesn't mean, have to be themed. I okay. just mean like like would you pretend want to this be like wasn't Halloween.
1: Halloween? Pretend this is just a trial they alternate did mission type or like a, a between round break game type yeah. like this or something. Yeah,
0: I don't have any proof of what another mission of another mode that I enjoyed would be. So since you only have this this thing, one just, point, this, is, this, is, this is, yeah. is really it's really novel and it's really fun, mm-hmm. but it feels like not robust. So much about Dota and Lomas in general is about. Refining and refining and refining and refining and balancing the mechanics over yeah. years of patches. Yeah. So it feels like even the Dota that's in beta right now that you're playing is just the
1: product of years so of So you think the mechanics are so inextricably tied I just to think that structure really hard. That you wouldn't yeah. – Because
0: yeah. there are
1: so many lords right now that are just unusable
0: in Dire Tide. Like really there's like mm. twenty lords. Because you're should... so tuned for the core game. Right. Mm. So, so
2: we were talking about this where you like you and Nick at work were talking about how you thought that for Halloween they probably should have just, if you're playing that map, just X out all the characters that are worthless.
0: Yeah, or done I mean, you know, I think definitely there's like production realities, but I think it'd have been cool to do like these are like the twenty oh, right. like Roshan babysitters that you can pick mm-hmm. and they all just take powers from they, they just cherry pick powers from yep. all the lords they already have and just make 10 characters. Make, for yeah, all. just the Halloween-only
2: classic. I think that's the really Halloween the only... Man. I don't know how it's yeah, the balance
0: it. Yeah, Like, I just don't... I don't yeah. know. Because I feel like every time I was picking somebody, I was picking the wrong guy. Yeah. And uh, you get gold in massive amounts in this mode, and you level up really fast. It's all condensed down. So you're making all these rapid gameplay choices, and meanwhile, you're just trying to get candy. So it feels very good. And then at the end, you win whoever has the most candy, but then there's a whole nother mode where it's just kill Roshan. So everybody's teams up to murder him, and he has 150,000 health. So it takes like five minutes, huh. and you know,
3: weird.
2: It's yeah. funny that Valve is doing the neutral, like neutral mob in the middle of the map in the middle of a yeah competitive game because the first time, and we might have
1: talked about that's, this. That's a thing, bro, in Lords Management games, though, right? Is it like no? But I mean, not oh, just like one I've made that up.
0: I mean, Roshan. So does League of Legends have like a huge like, epic it's boss? It's middle like, like that? all five of you can't hurt each other in that mode at the very end of time, right? But Jake, you're Rochon. just
2: talking
1: about that concept generally, right? Yeah,
2: I just mean yeah. team versus team, but then just a uh, just a crazy epic guy shows up in the middle of the map because the the first place that I ever actually encountered that that was meaningful was that Pikmin two level. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> or that huge big stomping alien shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've probably talked yeah. about that. Maybe but in just, terms of just real quick to
1: quick to clarify though, those neutral those neutral creeps in the middle. That's not a Valve creation for Dota, though, right? No, no, yeah, no, no. I no. Didn't but
0: think I mean so. the way Roshan okay. works. Like, Roshan specifically.
1: The yeah. way he works in Aloma is
0: he's a neutral creep that has, like, 10,000 health or something who lives in a pit, and it's not cooperative getting him. You want your team to go in, like, under the guy, like, like go in secretly, kill him, and get out. Yeah. Like, you don't work with the other team ever in Dota. So, in the Dire Tide match, you work with all ten right. of you yeah, try see, to take yeah, him down, yeah, yeah. which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... The thing that's impressive about it is just the level of – is the production. Like, the map – you should log in, actually. The map for every match is is the Diary map right now. Just the art is different. Hmm. Um, the animation on all the new elements is, is just incredible. Like, it's just – it's just one of those – it's just so well-polished that I, I appreciate yeah. that so much. Sure, it's yeah. just really, really nice to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so tough. I don't know. I mean, I think they could probably do it. I think you could definitely – and I know there are other modes – Like, I think in the original Dota, they had, like, an all-pudge mode where everybody was just, like, had very custom rules and you were hooking each other. And if your hooks hit, you both exploded and stuff like this. So there was, like, sort of, like, wreck modes like that. But I don't know. I'd be interested in it for sure. Yeah. But I'll play if they do another holiday thing. I'll play it for sure. Play the Easter mode? Mm, Yeah. Eggs. Actually, there are eggs in this one. Which sure. is strange. Halloween eggs. Yeah, you get mm. Halloween eggs, and then Halloween you can hatch egg. them. You can hatch them and turn them into couriers Monsters, I think. wow. She's... Yeah,
1: that's definite.
0: They're doing a lot of holiday it's all well, so much of their uh, so much of their holiday stuff. I feel like at Valve is like it's just integrating. Holidays? Well, so much of the Halloween stuff, at least, is integrating <laughs> the the economy, getting like rare item drops and stuff like that. That and, like you get rare chests that you can only open with a Halloween key, and you can only open them before November 6th, like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I know just, with, with TF2 yeah, that stuff kind like that. of
2: works both ways. Like a month before the Halloween thing is going to launch, they put out a call to just the Steam Workshop community saying, it's time, we're looking for Halloween items. So then everyone goes crazy
3: mm-hmm.
2: modeling and submitting stupid, goofy, haunted costume shit. And then mm-hmm. that, that stuff is all of what becomes the drops, mm-hmm. which... I like a lot because it means that during the Halloween promotion, a bunch of really active community members are also making money off of. things yeah. because yeah, that stuff really also cool. goes up in the store. So yeah, it's expensive.
0: Cool. Like not like I don't think. I mean, the price is what the price is, but it's always surprising to me. Like you can buy a baby Roshan courier right now, and it's fifteen dollars. <laughs> like, so wow. crazy! Wow. Like FTL is cheaper than that. That's a video game. Uh, yeah, it's amazing to me. But to it's hardly that. a
2: baby Roshan courier. The baby
0: Roshan courier is awesome. It's really, it's probably their best animated little courier in the game.
2: You're paying for that quality. That and the Smeevil, yeah. Mm, that and the Smeevil
0: <laughs> is, is that you know that little dude that I have who runs around? Abbreviation? Or have you that, seen the Smeevil? The,
1: the no. Smeevil courier. I mean, probably, but I wouldn't know it as he's smevel. like a, he looks like a little he looks like a sea turtle, a blue I mean, sea sure, turtle that chases yeah. you around. Is he called Smeevil? Like my brain wants to interpret that as an abbreviation of small evil. Oh, maybe it is. Mm. Oh, he's a small evil. I'm not. I'm not aware of the etymology of Smeevil. <laughs> I just meant like I could imagine. So I don't know. I don't know begins and uh, Actually, that's, like, a, you know and ends that's a story spoiler uh, uh,
3: in the third act.
1: It just it reminds Smevil, me of like uh, in like old Final Fantasy games with a character limit on item and character, oh, right, limit. Right, right, and right, so right. it'll be like yeah. SM evil, and that's yeah. like yeah. Right. oh, I got the I need the, I need the LG evil. Smeevil deals forty nine damage. That's the real one. Oh, I got the medieval now. It's right.
0: Have you been playing anything that isn't Dota or?
1: Uh, yeah, I played. I, and, um, after the discussion last week, I got uh, Hotline Miami. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I played yeah. all the way through it okay. uh, this weekend. It. What's funny is showing
0: it to Jared the other day. It like totally hooked me. Totally, just. You mean just in the process of demonstrating it? Yeah, because yeah. we were talking about it over dinner, and uh, Jared Emerson Johnson he's a musician who does all the ga- uh, music for um, Telltale Games and stuff like that. And he's a friend of Jake's and mine, I guess. But I guess it Well, I just, you guys have been friends with him. He's kind of your friend, let's be honest. Went to his wedding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Hotline so Miami. So we were talking about it. We we're trying to describe to him, more to his wife, about how this is a game you're going to hate. And finally, I'll like, oh, file to show it but to you. But she was
2: like, well, oh, maybe I won't.
0: And then we all stood, they just stood behind my computer for like an inordinate amount of time <laughs> while I just tried to get through this one level. And yeah. that's, it hooked while showing it to somebody else. It's sort of like teaching somebody something. You know how like that's when you
1: like learn yeah, yeah, yeah. to really that's do like something. It's like when the, the, first several idle thumbs Saturday streams were kind of about
0: yeah 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 but like that sort of makes you it makes it can make a game click with you in a way that it won't if you're alone mm-hmm. you notice that mm-hmm. that's really cool well
2: it's because you're describing all the things that are happening and I think it helps you actually yeah. express and contextualize the way that all the stuff is occurring you don't play enough
3: games it's, it's kind of an expert tutorial like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, yeah. like how sometimes you'll be working on a game and there'll be something that's like really unintuitive, and people are like, yeah, well, yeah, we yeah. can't ship you with
1: the game. So, you know, and yeah, it's basically if, like it's you, the rubber ducky if, thing. If you do a wait, what? Like the notion in programming of like rubber ducking a problem where you imagine you're just explaining oh, that's it right. yes, to a rubber ducky and in yeah, the process yeah. of doing that. Like, yep. I actually had that experience talking with uh, Paul at work, just one of our like back end guys at work, like a few weeks ago. And I was like, huh, this thing doesn't seem like it's working. And like, I banged away at every bit and then I went over to his desk. And like, in the amount of time between like explaining the problem and finishing explaining the problem, I'm like, oh, and then I just left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's like a that's, common occurrence yeah, yeah. in all yeah. video games. Yeah, yeah. Ever. it's a good feeling though. God, it's a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I had that feeling with I like this game now because I showed it to them, sort of because of its novelty. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, like just, just because visually, it's such you a novel bash
2: through doors and throw guys to the ground in a playing the music. Blood. We wanted to yeah. show Jared. Oh, the we music. wanted to show Jared because yeah. it has that crazy soundtrack, which yeah. we
0: knew he would like. And then about five minutes into it, I went, oh, I guess we're going out tonight, aren't we? i could just going to stay here and play this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Jake's birthday. I guess I should go.
1: But no, so all the way through. Mm-hmm. You completed it, so Thumbs you hate up? it. I did. Yeah, I, I did like it overall. It was, um, I have mixed feelings about it in some ways, but it definitely like on balance, my, my impression of it is positive. Um, the thing that obviously was most successful about it, I think you guys kind of already got to this last week, but is just how strong atmospherically it is yeah. like grossly so you know it makes me feel like how i feel now when we're in the adlthums office recording a podcast with windows and door closed for too long <laughs> <laughs> oh on uh, cocaine yeah yeah. yeah. we're going to start hearing
3: that music uh, <laughs> yeah. and then you'll blink and we'll and then you be wearing guys all be masks. bloody and dead or wearing
1: all masks yeah, or yeah. or all of the above yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing that that i kind of bothered me about it the more i played it was that it felt like one more of these games that i kind of i would kind of put um like Spec Ops: The Line into this category, it's like it's a
2: gotcha game a little bit.
1: Yeah, but without yeah. very much substance underneath it. Like it feels yeah. like the atmosphere is like all about making you question what's going on and like wonder what is going on under the surface of this crazy thing. And like this fucked up kind of presentation of which is all really effective. Like that's something. Right. This sort of iconic way every day. It's, with it's the just same like music. there's just nothing. It's the same as like okay. every other game where it's like you're playing a video game. Not like that. That's not the twist. But like. It feels like that to me, you know, where it's just this very kind of pat message about stuff's just fucked up, you know. But I, mm-hmm. it reminds me of, I was, I started to say this to JP earlier today and then I cut myself off because of cast burning, but like, it reminds me of seeing a movie by certain directors like, um, um, like Terry Gilliam or something, mm-hmm. who I like a lot. I like him a lot, but I always, with so many of his films, I'm like, this guy's so strong in so many ways. But I wish that there was someone, like, I wish he was working with a screenwriter that would actually have more substance underneath the actual crazy directing he's doing. Like, I feel like his movies often end up just being ultimately, like, a lot of style and, like, atmosphere and crazy shit. But, Mm -hmm. like, there's not really that much going on that bears much scrutiny, you know? Like, and that's kind of how I feel about this game where it just oozes style throughout. But, like... It's not really saying anything, which is fine. Like a lot of games aren't saying anything, except that all of the surface layer of this game seems built right. to make you feel like there's something going on. Well, it feels like, like it's building yeah. towards well, something. Well, and, and in a lot of Terry Gilliam's
3: films, there's like a visual, even if the even if the actual where the story goes and what the what the characters are saying as it goes there, like there's there's usually this this kind of visual catharsis, you know. Whereas in this game, there's actually not that. Like the game does not in fact crumble into pixelated acid trip. It doesn't crumble further. Like right. th- that's sort of that's that's really what I was hoping for just even in like the non-storytelling journey of the game mm-hmm. is that it would just get more and more degraded and sure. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually it would just dissolve into just, you know, pure noise basically. Right. And right. That, that would have been the most fitting thing and it would have, and it, you know, and then it just, you know, the thing is left with a whole bunch of open threads where it's like I don't know, man. You killed a bunch of people. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, and, I, yeah. I can't really, I can't really, like, you know, pick a direction that I would have taken it off the top of my head. No, I can't. But, yeah, really but, it, either, but, but like, it did the opposite of what I feel like it. It, it kind of gut of,
1: of what I wanted it to do. Yeah. And um, I, I just to clarify real quick, I don't mean I think the game should have like spelled out a meaning. No, it's spelled, it spelled it out too much. Like, yeah, actually, if, anything, if, actually, if you yeah. it all the way through, yeah, like then, I actually played yeah. through the entire game all the way through a second time to like collect all the puzzle pieces which sucked by the way <laughs> mm, that's a yeah. garbage thing to make someone do to like get do all the get the game. real ending just quote pixel quote. hunt for yeah. every single one of these levels to find a little pixel that you then use to like did you put use a word like jumble a together i did for some of them yeah okay. because i just didn't want to did you wear an owl mask i did i You're wore you know, use an owl mask owl for mask. the entire game all the way through but i didn't know that until after i already beat the game anyway whatever so i went through and i did the whole thing and the new ending you unlock is so dumb <laughs> it's so like just Ugh, it, it was just so I heard that on stupid. the forums
2: people who played it through once and were like okay that was kind of cool yeah, and then yeah. played it through a second time
1: and were like oh, why did I get uh, all those puzzle dumb. pieces yeah. like if none of those things were in the game none of the puzzle things at all I think it would actually be a much better game mm, funny. Um, both for the mechanical reasons of just there's not really anything interesting about playing it through for the puzzle pieces um, wow, and why. then also the yeah. thing you get is it's just, just it's disappointing meaningless. like it's just not interesting maybe that's, that's the so meaning funny. in and of itself yeah that's a th- I can't imagine mean, I wonder definitely. why
0: you do that I wonder why why because it Making games sucks. It's so hard. (laughs) Like, why put more stuff in? Well, like the really the
2: really awesome example of that though, is Fez, like that you talked about a few like episodes back, where you get you play the entire game and then you get the ability to. to There's another yeah yeah, right yeah,
3: kind of opens up.
2: This is this seems like a very surface level, different, wholly different, but like on paper sounds the
1: same. Even in Fez, it can get pretty old after a while. Sure, but like you think it was worth it, right? It seems yeah, like at the beginning of yeah, Fez, like the,
2: it, the, when you first get to that mode, it is just yeah, you're yeah, seeing yeah. the game in
3: a yeah. completely different and that light. that stuff was really cool. They were yeah. either trying to give you an opportunity to make the 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 piece of chewing gum last longer, or they actually thought a lot more of the story payoff that you would get for doing all of that than was going to resonate more. Then, then yeah, yeah. 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 Um, or, or, you know, it's the kind of thing that sometimes it's just part of the plan from very early on, and mm-hmm. then you just go through supporting it, and, you yeah. know, you don't quite interrogate it as much as you should. Well, even but yeah. I,
1: I did really I did really enjoy the actual playing of the game. Well, you did play time, it through so. two times, it sounds like, so...
0: Yeah. yeah. How long did it take to get through? Uh, about five hours? Okay. The first time? Yeah. And the second
1: time? I still, I mean,
2: even time. after hearing mixed <coughs> mixed stuff from you right now, I'm probably going to play through it the rest yeah. of the way. Just well, because and just, it was a good length, right? Like, yeah.
1: it was cool. And actually, the thing that it does after you, like, think you beat the game is really cool. Like, okay, th- this is yeah. this is the, my yeah, frustration yeah. with the game, is how incredibly strong the mechanical choices and how the mechanics inform the atmosphere. All that stuff's really yeah. good. Yeah, I just, like, it and points so strongly at there being more under the surface than there isn't. I, I got yeah. yeah, and the mechanical progression is nice. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a weird journey
3: with that with this one because, I don't know, like, when I first played it, it, it actually felt like, it felt like the violence in it which is just you know the thing that you just get blasted in the face with it even if you just watch mm-hmm. the trailer or something yeah especially you know, I would say
1: more so if you just watch right the trailer, yeah, yeah yeah which is why I was originally right skeptical exactly yeah, yeah
3: yeah it's kind of like Doom in that regard where you know you get you see the 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 in your face kind of the attitude if you will uh, and then, you see the Clinton era attitude yeah yeah well that's when yeah that's Doom um, like <laughs> that good old Clinton era attitude but yeah <laughs> yeah um, and then yeah and then you, you you know you have to kind of penetrate it and then realize well this is an extremely solidly put to, put together game mechanically and then ultimately yeah there's this kind of emptiness because yeah doom like you know doom is a huge game for me obviously but then it's like yeah it is still like i don't know there's nothing there in the fiction basically and i don't know like and like you know for its time, Doom had fantastic atmosphere. You know, you're right. just immersed in it, and that's and almost all, that. all I remember. Of and, it's, Doom. and it's kind of the it, kind of feeling, just um, creeping
0: through those goddamn hallways, and yeah, you are a yeah. like, oh, yeah, "Oh, this is gonna suck yeah, for sure." Yeah, yeah it's yeah, never yeah. like Every, be, yeah, I don't being. I don't remember so. feeling like a badass playing Doom, even though no, that's no, how it was yeah. all marketed, and that's yeah. what your mom told you you couldn't play. Yeah, I felt well,
3: like a baby. I don't think yeah. Doom actually didn't push very hard on the "you're a badass marine" like that. That would they showed you they showed you the image. You're gonna die. Oh no, the right, yeah, yeah. But
2: the splash screen and the box art is a guy standing it, on top of a pile of aliens machine gunning them. In it the is face. Yeah, but
1: that's what every game box looks like right. Yeah, right. yeah they yeah, just right. showed I mean, you doom because it's like here it's you're the marketing doomed. is always different than the yeah, yeah but i think the actual outside of the game box though i do think the actual marketing like the actual messaging like literal words used to promote doom were much more about how just totally fucked up and overwhelming it is right. yeah. yeah oh okay. yeah, well, i mean within Karen's the community re- i think i think
0: the cultural cachet of doom for a mom in 1997 is like I can't let my kids go near that game. You know what I mean? When well, honestly, yeah, it's sure, like, yeah, it's yeah. so much of it is just well, being alone in a dark, scary place, I feel like, and not doing obscene amounts no, of violence. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, like Hotline Miami.
3: Exactly. Yeah. The doom of but, our time. Um, but yeah, like, so anyway, like, yeah, Hotline Miami, my first impression was like, okay, mechanically it's solid and I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. Like, it's a really good, it's an example of like how you make a game addictive without being coercive. Right. Because I don't think, the, I don't feel like there's anything in that game that's like, oh, you want to keep playing, right? It's like, no, it just makes it trivially yeah. easy. No, this has really, really great flow. The flow yeah. is keep, so good. And, and I could yeah. walk away at any time, but it's just sort of that, you know. Um, it's
0: exactly how I felt playing Super Meat Boy, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's
1: very similar to Super Meat Boy. Yeah. yeah. Very, very similar. Yeah, yeah totally,
2: Including yeah. the instant death and yeah. music, like not restarting and all that oh, stuff. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's really good. Yeah. They, they could have kept the blood around, I guess, and that would have. Uh, anyway, so the violence—that that would have like,
1: been interesting. actually. that would have meant that would have meant yeah, a lot of different solid. things for
3: the fiction. That's what I
1: mean. It would have yeah, been interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Spent. And
3: yeah, if they had gone if down, you come the, back. To the it's, room's it's, just been cleared out,
2: but there's stains everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, that would be
3: cool. Yeah, you put. Pl- yeah,
0: that's like it's so funny. That's one of those very specific choices that once you make it, it, like. Like like everything just goes 90 degrees that way. Yeah,
3: Yeah. Yeah. and I wish they had been a little bit more exploratory with like how their atmosphere was intersecting with their mechanics. But that's – Oh, really? Because I completely I say that about every game. Because I – so I felt like every time I would complete a
0: level, I would go through these levels. It would take me a long time to figure out the way I wanted to get through. I would go through just being devastatingly violent. I'd get all the way to the end. And then the smartest thing they do is they make you walk
1: out. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, walk that's bu- always really good. It's yep. yeah. so good. Oh, I think yeah. that is a yeah. perfect
0: example of, of just on taking the mechanics at face value and re re-representing to you everything that you just accomplished in like air quotes, this bodies, it's just that quiet walk out of <laughs> oh, the definitely. building yeah. is yeah. always yeah. so that's my most but how is that, moment
3: and everything. Well, how, how is that not <laughs> like, you know, take, I don't know, exploring how the mechanics and the aesthetics overlap. Well, I mean, I think because it is like that's basically something that mechanically you wouldn't really have a reason to do that. No, I think Sean's Sean's disagreement
1: was that he thinks they you were saying you wish you wish they'd done. more, And he's saying, oh, he thinks they did successfully." Uh, Yeah,
3: I I think they did some great things. I I think I think they could have just gone further with it, especially considering like the story stuff, which I count as part of like the aesthetic layer, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Just the way that it wraps back in. It's like, yep, you're killing guys and killing guys is neutral to
1: good, I guess. I don't know. It's weird.
0: Yeah, there's really only a binary of success, which is completed
1: level. Yeah. Although I will yeah. accept that they grade you on a yeah, really yeah. specific. That's scale. A really, we uh, on no, killings was, and flexibility. It's so funny on,
0: on like modern games where there is like it seems to be like like again like there's a written story in this and there's there's so much going on on just the game side of it when it. Gives me that score rundown. The thing is, though, B minus. I'm just like, I always,
1: do, I always I think so It's a farcical. Me, I don't actually, actually think it's real to me. You know what do mean? I'm just like, that could exactly, be adding. I think and, it is and real a, and also farcical. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That's another Doom connection for me. Is because yeah, like Doom did away with Wolfenstein 3 ds score, but it did still keep like the, the the kill percentages and the secret percentages and all that kind of stuff. And you know, Doom just did that because it was coming out of an era where games had scores. I, I feel like. Whereas it, here, like, no, I think I feel like it was absolutely yeah. It was basically like. It was one of the few, like, you know, pointing to the distancing effect of the violence. Um,
2: To me, it it wasn't entirely what it was doing, though. And I'm, I'm admittedly not very far. I'm only still a few missions into the game. But the fact that it started with you in this room with these, like, council of masked guys who seemed to know way more about me than I knew about myself. And then I completed these missions, and then I was rated on my job performance, effectively. Like, it added to the mystique of what was going on to me, where I didn't know... I mean, it was obviously a video game bullshit thing, but I didn't know... I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. I think
1: that's that's what we mean by farcical, though, right? Is that it's kind of... I mean, that implicitly, like... Right. If you're saying that that is not actually um, a sort of game UI thing, but actually a fictional, like, conceit of...
2: But just the way it it was... Yeah, I'm probably saying the same exact thing that you are, but I don't know. Like, it it is just a bullshit arcade screen sequence, but the rest of the... The rest of the aesthetic of this game is also so just fucking bananas that it yeah. didn't...
1: It- the, thing that, the thing that was funniest to me about that screen is that you know I've played in the last few weeks, obviously, because uh, we talked about them a bunch, um, Dishonored and, and Mark of the Ninja. And those are both games where I feel like my the way I play the game is born out of uh, conscious intent. So I I know when I approach a level in Dishonored, it is paramount for me, or same with actually Mark of the Ninja... It is paramount for me personally that I'm not going to kill anyone. And that's just – like that's a choice I've made. It's your own personal Um, additional objective. Right. And and then – but I I go into uh, um, Hotline Miami. This is something that I think is really successful about the game. I can't afford to have intent in that game, not conscious intent. Like the game is obviously –
2: You will just be fucking destroyed if you're trying to do anything other than just wreck everything. Yeah, in any
1: way you can. Like it's the most – It is – that game enforces pragmatism in a really aggressive way which I think is really interesting and impressive and like in some games, it's not that interesting. Like in – okay, So a lot of first-person shooters are like that in that your only choice is just to shoot all the guys with whatever you have. That's – but it's not interesting. Like I feel like I'm backed into a corner in that way in Hotline Miami whereas – If I play most typical first-person shooters, it's just what the game is. And In Hotline Miami, I'm like, oh, fuck. I feel like this game is the the kind of game that would theoretically allow me to be very consciously expressive. But I right. don't have the space between cycles in my brain. Yeah, the fact the fact that you just so. mm.
2: there are situations where to get by it all, you have to incapacitate a guy, but you know it's only going to last for half a second until you get past the doorway. At which right. point, you pick up so a gun you and just, turn back around and blow the fucker away, or you're done. Right. And then, but then it gives you that glimmer. Throw that
1: gun at a different guy, and then choke out the guy on the ground. Right. Then run into the other guy. But yeah. It, it gives.
2: It yeah. always gives you that little glint of like, okay, I didn't just kill that guy, I incapacitated him, and then I was able to accomplish something. But it was
3: only. It was only. Yeah. Right. He's going to be dead set on killing you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's and and I guess that's thanks, Jake. <laughs> and I guess that's I, I guess scared. that's intentional. I guess that's something that they looked at. I mean, I always at, you know I always have to ask, like, as a designer who's trying to figure this stuff out for myself, like, what what kind of forethought would they what 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 is the, what did their path of reasoning look like to get to that point? And they could have just decided up front, like, well, you have to kill everybody, and so let's just make it so that everybody. Yeah, but it's not just threat, that you have to kill
1: everybody. But, it's the it's the it's the pace. At which the game proceeds. Because even if you want to kill yeah. everybody, my original intention when I was going to the game was I'm not going to fire any guns. I'll stab a guy. Like, I'll slit his throat. Like, I'll choke him out or whatever. Like, I know I'm going to have to kill these guys. But just for out of personal, <laughs> yeah. like, it's ca- cool. to set a challenge for myself, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to fire any triggers. Right. You can't, like... I just couldn't stick with it. It was impossible. Like it wasn't a matter of kill everyone or don't kill everyone. It was a matter of like any decision I can make. Well, I know it's theoretically possible and I'm sure – and it would be interesting to see people do that because I'm sure you could and it would be interesting. But the point – my point is that without raising myself to like extreme, extreme level of ultra familiarity with every level layout and enemy behavior and so on, like just playing the game generally speaking – I I didn't feel like I had room to make any of those choices, and I felt pressured in a way that was really interesting to me. Yeah, uh, and that's that's not even even playing something like *Mark of the Ninja* or *Dishonored* on like a hard difficulty level. I still feel like those games give me breathing room in a way that mm-hmm. that Hotline yeah. maybe just doesn't. And that was I thought it was really effective. yeah, it's more old school in that way, you
3: know, yeah. and also in the way that *Super Meat Boy* is. Yeah. Yeah. But the but the violence I don't know, the violence around it is almost more interesting to it because that was sort of the you know at the actual act of playing the game you know we' all so completely desensitized that it's like, yep oh wow, it's an it's a super violent game and that you know you get you're turned off by that at first, but then you get into it and find that it's mechanically satisfying but um yeah, I think I've I kind of, I've kind of gone from from saying like yeah, what I was saying earlier about doom is that like the violence in hotline Miami felt kind of aesthetically fresh in a way that you know, not violence in in games hasn't felt fresh since like Doom and Syndicate, I would say is the other one, because those were both games that people said, like they specifically described the violence as vicious, Mm -hmm. you know, Syndicate, like probably more so than any other, because it was just like, it was just, it was, you know, and you had this distance to it and it was just, you know, clearly this ruthless, amoral universe. Um, And um, I don't know. Yeah. And and I felt like, oh yeah, that's actually, I don't know. I, I, I think they definitely, that was definitely part of that atmosphere that, you know, becomes this excellent thing that they that they weave in uh in hotline miami but you made it i don't know like yeah i I, like i i think i came past that because that's like that's the that's the first that's the first 20 years of video game playing me and now like the second 20 years is like yeah but i don't know like i'm kind of i guess like so the, the the background for this is like um uh uh um Games, yes. video games. Yes. yeah, yeah, video no, game. There was a, the, yeah, uh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's also really fucking hot in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can ra- we can yeah, get to a point. We can, yeah, straight. we can get to a point and take a break. It's really hot. I mean, JP, oh. you made it just to, to quickly yeah. mention something JP said just to, I guess, fill in for him a little bit. Like he yesterday we were talking. You made the interesting point that like Hotline Miami would be especially interesting if it was the exact same game it was, but existed in a world. In which violence was not the de facto interaction in games. Yeah, Yeah. what if
3: it was that that game that's really violent? And I I think it would be an excellent specimen as such. Unfortunately, we live in the mirror universe of that in which all games are completely violent and violence is one of the least interesting things that you can do in a game now. And so it manages to be exceptional by just barely sticking its it's the, the peak of its of its fin above the above the yeah. tide right um, well, is um, and that's sort, ind- yeah. that's sort of that's sort of a dim accomplishment honestly and it, it got me thinking about this whole like i don't know like we need to get past we really need to get past violent games and violent mechanics like as as designers like first and foremost but also like as critics you know as like the shit that we're talking about you know like we we've just lavished a lot of interesting you know thought and you know interpretation on this game that is trying to do some interesting things but it's mostly doing stuff in the mechanical space and in like the you know like the like the aesthetic you know shell kind of thing but i don't know like yeah we're we're just like we've been there before you know and the fact that it's a little bit more you know exotic and weird and you know that they found that they've that they found like one tiny little corner of um of the aesthetic territory to mine out like i don't know uh, no. Totally. My, my, old, my old boss at Two K, Zach McClendon, said that 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 violent violent game mechanics are the fossil fuels of game design, and that's like, you know, we, we're absolutely reaching. So,
0: the... You mean delicious? Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Is that is that like yeah? reacts into fossil fuels. Oh fossil man. fuels are delicious. It's I guess best. they're dinosaurs and stuff. Did you ever <laughs> smell gasoline when you gas up your car? Mm.
3: <laughs> Some people like the smell of gasoline. Yes. Yeah. I fun. I find it disgusting. My but, best. Um, but yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I guess I'm, uh, no. But I,
0: it's funny because no, I was thinking good, the, the antithesis a, of the of the hypothetical, like putting out in a sea of violent games, putting out the nonviolent game, Proteus or something. Even the, uh, there's a whole mm, so okay. Like like aggressively is, nonviolent would be the
1: antithesis. I think Proteus you know? is aggressively nonviolent. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: But like, ugh, I yeah, I don't know. It's th- it's, it's, it, 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 it's it sucks because I don't feel like – I don't feel like there's like a uh, – it's – the world in which you're describing where you could put out Hotline Miami and it's just that violent game is very interesting. And I don't know how you get – I don't know how we get to How even, we get there? How we, I you, don't think, how do, don't really think yeah. you get there. Well, no, yeah. I don't think you get there, but I don't even know how you get halfway there. <laughs> well,
3: yeah. Or how do yeah. we –
1: yeah. How do we kind of like meet that – yeah. Um, because yeah. even well, if we ever get there – that world is still the world in which all the games used to be violent.
2: Right, right, that, right. You but, can't yeah,
1: ever...
3: Yeah, going to say right. That, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the genie isn't going back in its bottle. Um, no. I just... Yeah, like, there are people... He might. There is increasingly a, a genie might because that that's the thing. Okay, into... well, like, yeah, like, <laughs> cool in that bottle. Chris and I were talking about this yesterday, and, and I and I was completely unsuccessful in like pointing towards this thing that you know this this idea of like nonviolent game mechanics. It's just it's just absurd that like you know that it's difficult to talk about, and that you're pointing to this thing, and you're like, no, I swear it exists. I swear I saw it. It's it's crazy because it just shows like how fucking like ruthlessly single-minded we are as an industry. And how much damage the commercial yeah. side of the, the commercial path of least resistance has done to us as, as creative people? Um, because I like, tell you though, I'm look working. At, look at look at look at all the other. Yeah, and we're all working. We are all working on games where violence is not like the primary mechanic. Yeah, but I'm so glad it's like there's. About, <laughs> it's so nice to have that in there, actually. Mean because for years you worked
1: at a studio where there was no. It's
0: not even a refreshing thing. It's just sort of like violence can be a part of like. If it's it's, if it's not mechanically implemented, if it's not part of your core mechanics, but it's part of your sort of like the the milieu of things that can happen inside of your game world, then it gets really interesting. I think then it actually gets cool. Like I don't think it's like don't write
3: off violence, but just don't make it the thing. Because like I'm just sick of like scratching around in the bottom of the can and finding things like Hotline Miami that are that are really good for what they are. You know but and but Take just like trying to be, line, but like trying to be like you know yeah. no i hear you but, totally. but just trying to be like well man are video games ever going to be anything more than what they are like cuz cuz yeah like a really nicely done like violent like lo-fi weird trip of a game is awesome but it's not like that's not that's not helping us bridge over to that other alternate universe. And, like, I
2: don't actually know if I agree
3: with yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know if I agree because with Because it's Hotline Miami, the way that it does
2: all the stuff that it does actually makes me notice that those things are happening. And it's I think true. that is important. Yeah, that but is like,
3: fully notable to Yeah, me. but, like, the past few, like, I don't know, we're just drowning in games that are, like, full of self-awareness and self-loathing about, oh, it's so violent. Why did you kill those guys? Yeah, but that's Because like we right told you now. to kill those guys. I don't know. Yeah, well, we need to get over that really quickly because I'm sick <laughs> of it. You know? Like, yeah, and Bioshock did that. You <laughs> I know just Feel like, like, I don't it's know. just like we, that's it's it's kind of a gimmick, honestly. You yeah, know, it's kind of I a gimmick where we're just very like, different. Because
0: like, I don't concern myself with like like there was a desi- there's a designer at Telltale, like a designer writer guy who's brand new who played Hotline Miami. He was like, got some ideas coming out of Hotline Miami for this next thing we're working on at Telltale, and I went like, good. Like it was like. You know what I mean? I always feel like it's a process. Like, I don't know. I'm also very hopelessly optimistic about it. I also just think because of the games that are out there doesn't mean you can't just make the thing that you want to make anyway.
3: Well, yeah. yeah, like, and, I, and I think that's actually – I think really that's happening you right do. now. You yeah. Know, like, yeah, I know yes, – Yeah, you know, Steve. I've, I've got multiple friends <laughs> who are working on projects and, you know, I've had like independent projects and stuff like that that are, yeah, focused on nonviolent – that are just focused around other kinds of mechanics like I don't even want to say non-violent because that makes it sound like it sound like it's anti. And I think for non-violent mechanics to be a thing, it, they need to be defined by in terms of what they are, in terms of rather than in terms of what they aren't, of course. Um, and and yeah, like I think yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. I don't know if I'm optimistic. Because, it's gonna be okay. Because, because because everybody like everybody just defaults back to this crap that they were playing like 20 years ago. You know, and I it's like so it, funny because I've never like I've never had the opportunity to make a game like that. So it's like I live living yeah, a
0: completely well, different universe. Yeah, you know, or like I, I've never uh, even asking for the opportunity. Hey, can we actually? You're make in a sure? very
3: rarefied slice yeah. of the game industry then, because if you haven't worked on a game that's like the games that you were playing when you grew up. Just wait, you will. Oh, we are doing that. Just wait, you will, and then, and then it will <laughs> that's be true. And then it will be successful, and then you'll be like, well, okay, am I am I done now? No, I'm not. God, what, you know, I, I don't know. Cave is going to be great, dude. Don't worry. No, oh, no, yeah, <laughs> no. None of this angst is really about the cave at all, because, I don't know, the, yeah, the cave is like, it's a puzzle game, and that's cool, and I don't know, I've loved yeah. working on it. It's, you know... I hope it'll be good. So, no. It's the
0: sadomasticistic shooter you guys have in secret development. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> no, no, yeah. And it's, it's not about anything about my day job, honestly. It's just about, like, you know, no, my no. position and everybody's within the future of the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So, yeah. That's my, yeah.
0: I hear you. It's going to be okay. My, that's it's my, my okay. got-too-hot-in-here rant. Because, yeah, you guys want to like, take a I break? It is super hot. Like, I'm. It's really hot. You guys want to take a break? Mm-hmm. Who got side for our break? I know it's a rare thing. No, please.
1: You do whatever you want. It's your break. I'm yeah, okay. <laughs> okay.
0: You know what? Can I be perfectly honest? This is not podcast material. But you know when that when Master Chief gets tackled by that guy in the trailer and that skull face comes that burning skull face comes out of the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what? fucking
2: cool.
1: What? I have no, <laughs>
2: no I was that not podcast material.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. But you don't think that's is that cool? Podcast that was fine. I don't know. Right? When I first saw that, I was like sick. So wait, what? I can't tell if you're burning, making this. Burning, up. No, a I'm dead a serious. Man so okay, Halo and okay. So Halo
0: is running, and um, uh, like a, a Covenant guy gets him, and he like, he punches him in the face, and he takes his gun, and he smashes him with it, and
1: wait, then he who, runs. Who took the gun and smashed Halo? Halo took the gun and smashed Covenant. No, right? Halo's gun was okay. taken. No, no, he takes no, no, no. The he gun. takes
0: his gun and then he shoots the next guy, and then I think he like breaks another dude's face. It's a lot of combat and jumping, and then... Oh, it's like um, combat evolves. And then he kills like another guy. This yeah, killer? yeah, yeah, it's rendered. Okay, he yeah. kills another guy and then gets jumped by a Covenant you think is dead, and it's got him down on the ground that's pinning him, and then it, like, throws its... Like, does the sort of, like, alien thing, where it, like, puts its face really intimidatingly right up against his face. So oh, like Halo... aliens, yeah. Yeah, and then his, his Covenant mask rips off, and there's a
1: fucking flaming skull in
0: there. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and then
1: you're like... And care. then it's sort of like... <laughs> Is that and supposed it, to be taken literally or is it supposed to be a crazy metaphysical thing? I think it's taken literally, but then it like does like you a... You didn't show, know that there's skulls in there? then flaming I, skulls in their face. It's fucking cool. They were under there the whole time. <laughs> Are you saying it's cool like seriously? No, I really think it's actually cool. <laughs> because it looks cool or because it suggests... Like I can't figure... Both. It. Okay. All. Oh, it sounds like... All I'm saying like, is it's the first
0: time in the this entire... This doesn't sound
1: like a Sean Vandeman cool thing.
0: No, but I'll tell you why. Okay, okay. Because it lends a moment... A specificity to the character design that in four iterations they have never had it's just like uh, generic alien yeah. generic yeah, marine like generic skull
3: gen- I mean I don't know the picture it paints unexpected I think not exactly it was an unexpected turn watch the, guess, we'll watch it at the break like, we'll watch the like at the break but it's like a stupid thing coming out of a stupider thing right? right but if you're not expecting
0: the stupid thing it's cool <laughs> look I can teach I
2: you I think you have things. a point there <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll watch it. Again. No we'll one expected it. a flaming skull right. to come you out
3: of totally that guy's face. You totally don't. You're going to now, so you won't think yeah. it is as cool like, as oh, I So <laughs> I'm going to expect a flaming skull to come out of every game guy's face yeah. now.
1: I guess if having played, like... You know, I've played hundreds, of probably, of hours of Halo like Same. combined in my life. I've mean, played a lot of Halo and 3. So and I never to, before has a flaming skull well, no, come out of I mean, a face. Right.
2: You've you found okay. skulls, they're though. they really playing not, on some right. familiarity so I haven't seen,
1: Okay, I haven't seen this trailer, right? So Maybe that's I'm what they're from. Maybe it's the skulls that you find in that guy's face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> skulls like, have been part of the milieu of the Halo. The new Tony Hawk had the VHS cassette on fire come out of Tony Hawk's
1: face. But I can see where you're coming from in the sense that, like, if I had never played Halo before, that would probably not be surprising, right? right. But You'd like, like having fully internalized those alien faces for like a million hours, and the human suddenly... fiery
3: skull comes out. Interesting. Wait, it's
1: a human fiery skull. Yeah, totally. Totes.
3: Uh, that's too much. There's too many ideas. Uh, here. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want well,
0: I don't want to write story. Not going to work here anymore. <laughs> but it might not be a human skull. Got but it, it has human.
1: Things about it. I'm just just
2: off in a distant place now where people's faces are tearing apart and just
1: floating letters spelling skate are coming out of them. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to watch this at the break. This is going to be the break, I guess, what we're talking about now. And then because I don't know where else we're going to put it. But like then we can watch this. We're doing a new opening. No date line. We only
2: talk about flaming skulls coming out of an alien. It is legitimately
1: cool. I believe you. The problem is the thing that's really
0: disappointing is I watched it and then I went like, that's not going to be in the game.
3: It's good. just some dream that Halo had. Maybe. Oh, that's the thing. H- Halo oh, no no. Wakes no, 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 you make a like, good point. Whoa, nice. Geez. That was crazy. No no no. Oh. So,
0: no, no, no. So, Master Chief, in the last shot of the, of the, whatever, the, the at- advertisement. No, he's like
1: bound. Like on a cross? You have your hands on cool? like he's yeah. on a cross. Like he's like bound. Oh, okay. like, so, this is like. like bl- 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 it, it does like a weird glitchy, like. So, they're, you know. they're pretty heavily shooting for like symbolism shit here like yeah is, dude yeah okay i don't know perhaps
2: the flaming skull by is the master way, way chief
1: himself I think by the Halo way is... it's like darth vader face inside
2: of yeah that's what i'm saying no yeah. no, no no like yeah
1: like a harmonica holder in there
2: <laughs> god that's the best maybe, the alien, the video. maybe that's
1: meant to convey that master chief deep inside is going to turn into an alien wait wh- why would he turn into an alien not a flaming skull um maybe his actual skull's flaming, so when he sees that the one inside the alien face, <laughs> that's him and he's like, Oh no, I'm gonna be an alien. That's,
2: that's what I was trying to say earlier. I'm pretty yeah, sure that okay, I'm pretty yeah, sure that right. face is the equivalent oh, of it's like Luke Skywalker yeah, right. seeing his face inside of Darth Vader's mask in the cave when he remembers his failure at the cave.
1: Mm.
3: Oh, in the cave? In the cave. From oh, from Delphine Productions, yes. Oh you
1: mean like Play Doh? Uh huh. Right.
3: Don't, okay. don't spoil one of our levels, you know. To,
1: oh fuck! I spoiled the alien you, flaming head Darth Vader face level. Uh, <laughs> oh, you spoiled the Halo level. You guys call long it short filmy. head. <laughs> God, yeah. Does the cave have a, should... like a Halo level? It's like a mm-hmm. pre-order exclusive. Well, I can't really. I mean, no comment. That's all I'll say. Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: But we think you'll be. You th- we think yeah. you'll be pleased. <laughs> you might have. You might be pleasantly. If surprised. you're fans of flaming skulls, or do or, or or Halo. You, then, yes. You are fighting. Like <laughs> flavor
1: sprayed chips. You won't not be enjoying your time in the cave. But, yeah. Oh, is that enough? <laughs>
2: are we done with this now? Get
1: that
0: guy. Shoot that guy. Run, run, run. <laughs> that was <a> good time. <laughs> yep. Cool. You
1: don't think
2: that's just? You don't think that's cool, guys? What's gonna be? The mask opens when he screams.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we <laughs> go. He's a Skeletor <laughs> Get this. He looks like an alien there. Wait. Hold on. Whoa, wait. No. no. Wait. An alien comes out. No, of wait. Hold like, on. Th- we'll come back. I'll come back, th- guys. No. Yes. Sorry. Yesterday I thought it was an alien. Never no, mind. Scratch
2: that. Scratch that. <laughs> Flaming skull inside that alien head.
1: <laughs> oh, The human skull though. It's a human skull. <laughs> Oh, I, I mean, gotcha. you know,
0: it could... Okay, it is questionable it could be, uh, Can we call it a humanoid skull? And we're back. Are we? We're awake. Mm, similar to an ancient evil that's also
1: <laughs> awake. <laughs> we, all, we all watched the ancient evil awakens trailer. So
0: good. <laughs>
1: a skull popped out of a fucking alien face. Unexpectedly so. As advertised. By Sean. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And halo does what it says on, <laughs> does what it says on the tin <laughs> the halo tin 4. the tin says a flaming skull will emerge yeah. from me what and I
2: love it, the thing yep.
0: is it's so good is that. I've I've ignored everything. I know there was all like all the Mountain Dew stuff and all the other stuff that was on Twitter this week. It's hard to ignore when, admittedly, when it's in the ad word that pops up underneath the video. Like,
2: that must be yeah. mentioned. We watched a flaming head way. pop out of an alien face, and then an ad popped up underneath that said, "Get double XP with Doritos <laughs> and Mountain Dew." So that was that. I was pleased.
3: <laughs> That's what it's really all about, right? That skull is only popping out of that guy's face j- so that. So
1: that Doritos. Well, that's well, not cut. actually flame. That's hard... fucking nacho cheesier dust. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard. The, it hard cuts away from that shot in the trailer, yeah. but in the actual game, that skull then chugs a do and gets double XP. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. he just they're, kicks Master Chief's ass. It's they're, brutal. They're teasing you, you with, he's the, got with the prospect of so much of it. XP. They're like, what's going to happen here? Uh, whoever
3: has do in this situation, whoever is whoever has have the, the upper most hand. XP, is going to. Is going to win yeah. and well, presumably the win the fight do, <laughs> by that, extension. Presumably, that skeleton, that Skeletor's now, is now now,
2: like all microtransaction-based things, players who do not wish to participate can still compete. They just have to work twice as hard.
0: <laughs> Master Chief could have just. What's funny is there is a zero 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 zero. Wait, put a point somewhere before all those zeros. 1% after all the zeros. All right, they were the just be useless. Same. Same. <laughs> zero, zero,
2: zero, 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 zero. One million.
0: Zero. <laughs> <laughs> point zero chance. There's no way I buy this game. There's no way. Zero, zero. Now can but buy this game. you're
2: definitely going to be fucking king of the hill at the local 7 Eleven.
1: Of course. Yeah, you've got fooled by do yeah. on your phone. You're just not buying Halo 4. No,
0: no, no. I've experienced everything I need to in the Halo 4 universe. I wonder if
1: that app, you can press a button in it and a skull pops out of the face. You can't. No. Like, out will. No, but That's a, I would consider downloading that app. I've pressed all the then. buttons. That doesn't matter. If happen. the UI all <laughs>
2: just hinges away and it just... Well, like, well I do want... Phone? I mean, here's yeah. the thing.
1: Here's the thing. If, if
0: somebody ends up telling me no, that skulls pop out of those those alien heads... <laughs> <laughs> while playing... If, that, if if even though at the bottom of that trailer... If those, those that alien trailer, heads are hinged to, to reveal so like, their inner skulls. Right, right. So they charge our tongue look,
3: candy, basically? Look,
0: yes. But if at the bottom of that trailer it said this is pre-rendered and not indicative of gameplay footage... Disappointing. But the twist is... But so if it was nice. a smaller
2: text, it said, but the heads do pop out of skulls. <laughs>
1: no, skulls do pop out of heads. Excuse I'd me. I'd probably... Well, heads also pop out of I'd those skulls. i probably buy skulls. the game. <laughs> it's actually like a Russian nesting doll of heads. I'd oh, well, probably I buy the game. It's the flaming skull of What if the game checks your save data from other halos to see how many skulls you found and then however many oh. of that you have to fight that many skulls that come out of alien heads? So actually, or does even that how many, That's thought, how many
2: skull heads you see, period. That's it. Like if you found five true. skulls – Five you only flaming have five skulls. Chances over the
1: course of the entire game <laughs> to observe this <laughs> event. No, it's <that's> too <laughs> <Yeah>. stressful. <laughs> to just witness it. If yeah. you do a lot of snipe, if you kill a lot of guys with a sniper rifle from far away, a fucking skull might be popping out of that guy's head, and it might be on fire. But you'll not know because mm, no. you're so far yeah, away yeah. with the yeah. sniper rifle. So like, it really you hurts you to get up and up close to an alien it face where think a skull it pops comes out,
0: out as by virtue of, of taking damage. It seems oh, like that's their like they're finishing. This no,
2: that's ride. what I'm saying though. So that guy knows if you have a skull and that it really wants the skull that you have because it's it's from.
1: Oh, its so it own... wants to replenish its supply of skulls with with the Hamo's actual.
0: Skull? I think it's trying
1: to. It sounds like a game. I don't mode. think I don't yeah.
0: think Master Chief carries around the skulls. No, they like just a know belt. that you... he does in
1: multiplayer. But he have to carry. He carries like so skull many of them in his freaking wallet. No, but in multiplayer there's only one skull and everybody wants it and maybe that was just foreshadowing.
2: Maybe they or... ripped it out of this guy's face. <laughs> maybe that's what that
1: cutscene the red. <laughs> oh, the next no. shot is actually Master <laughs> Chief just going
2: slam. His hand just <laughs> grabs and that and just, and just slowly it, fucking twists, away away twists his skull out of his face. He runs away carrying out the skull <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to get, to get the the, <laughs> the idea that that CG trailer has, it's just, it's has, just has all the other Master Chiefs fucking chasing after he dramatically tears that skull out of that guy's face. That
1: trailer is actually just twelve seconds of a a uh, uh, skull like oddball <laughs> multiplayer match mode in Halo Four,
2: but That's it starts by just actual, step yeah. one is that was their target extract. game. Yeah. yeah, you first you have to with just your Master Chief glove fist rip the skull out. You have to wait until that alien does that <laughs> right. one move, yeah. and then in it's a weird a QTE moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pop pop the skull out of his face. Yeah, which then boom, <laughs> you light up in everyone else's game, and they fucking <laughs> yeah. know that you found that skull. Yeah.
1: Maybe I will buy Halo 4. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. Do you to play, play multi?
1: Yeah, yeah. You want to play that crazy sco- flaming skull oddball <laughs> mode?
2: Yeah. Doritos Oddball I think it is yeah. oh my god also it's <laughs> sorry it's Oddball powered by Doritos that's the full name <laughs> like sponsored achievements the best. I know, that, whenever it's I powered just, by I, did, it, I just
0: did. imagine somebody like removing a bag of Doritos from the power source and the whole game there's <laughs> <laughs> just a hovering uh, Doritos yeah I think, I, I think we're friends,
3: playing into the hands of these advertisers whatever. well they've done well I mean, I they
1: want to eat Doritos like, they right?
3: spent
0: all that money they gotta get
3: something out of
1: it the, the reason it took me so long to think of Oddball like the reason I waited like 10 seconds in the sense is that realized I, I played so many hours of halo multiplayer with my friends especially halo one and two and or pretty much entirely halo one and two and we played we never played slayer we only ever played objective modes because th- we just all, we thought they were so much fun um, and halo i think does that better than most shooters and uh we TF. played oddball so much i still prefer the Halo objective ones more mm. just personally but um uh we never called it oddball we just called it skull like, we went years just referring to a core part of Halo for us as Skull. So clearly something was... And not only that, but if you go back to, like, Marathon, there was Skull mode right, in that yeah. as well. So yeah. I really shouldn't yeah. be have been so, so, so funny, surprised. Yeah, you like, probably picked so, that one. This so, has been skull is, decades. in fact, Chris's number
2: one right. word associated with Halo. Right. Like, there's a Skull in that trailer. He said, oh, they were probably well, playing that's, Skull. The
3: ultimate,
1: <laughs> that's the ultimate Halo fan wank is to tie it into Marathon, right? Yeah, well, so. I was, today I was looking at those old... Emails from 1999 that Bungie sent out as Cortana to some guy right, in yeah. like the Halo fan community or whatever, yeah. like where they were making all these weird marathon allusions before people <clears> even <throat> knew what Halo was. Yeah, I think um, it's weird. Bungie, yeah. it's weird that like they Bungie that used stuff. to be one of those weird, super like small, super fan facing communities that yeah. was really like all yeah. that stuff was really and they were very focused on their fiction. You know, they were yeah, kind of, yeah, It yeah. actually
2: it yeah. actually reminds me of where Valve is now.
3: Mm.
1: Where Bungie was at that point, huh, like that early internet – because yeah. Bungie was for <laughs> – Valve was just the ridiculously well, massive successful person. Yeah,
2: but I mean not that Bungie isn't or wasn't – No, no, they were successful. successful but I but, mean but... within within Bungie's community, they were that sort of weird stoic face that would just occasionally churn out games. But then s- over, over time, it suddenly turned into this weird meta conversation yeah, with their yeah. community and Valve did that exact same yeah, thing where it was just yeah. this – gray slab with a guy's face on it with a spigot that occasionally every 10 years would give you an amazing game. But (laughs) now it's just wacky fucking Halloween events all over the place and skulls everywhere. Skulls popping out of faces. Just just weird. Yeah. Man, I was going to talk about something.
0: A video game, maybe. Um, Chris is going to talk about a video game.
1: Oh yeah, I beat XCOM on just normal mode this weekend because I wanted to... Finally. Yeah, or maybe it wasn't this weekend, maybe it was last week, I can't remember. But anyway, I wanted to play through the whole game because I... I had been doing it on Iron Man or on Classic Iron Man, like I like we talked about a couple weeks ago, and I switched I, <laughs> Classic Iron Man, um, and I switched over to normal because uh, I wanted to actually like. Experience. You thought maybe winning a video game for once would be good. <laughs> well, I wanted to see like the full range right. of things that happen over the course of the game, um, and I did. And the the story is goes to a really weird, goofy place that I think is kind of lame. But the the actual like scream you get at the end is one of my favorite endings of any game ever and it's not a narrative thing so i don't wow. mind spoiling it where it just shows you like a million stats from your playthrough like really basic stuff like how many people died how many missions you played like how many turns until you built your first satellite like how many country like just All of these really just – they just drill. It goes page after page after page and I kept thinking it was done. Then there was another page of just these really deep dive statistics and then it would show you the worldwide average from everybody who's finished the game. and It was so fascinating to me. Hmm. Like that was so much – such a more interesting thing to reflect on at the end of a mechanics-driven game than like just a big cutscene about some story that you probably don't care about. Uh, It was really, really, really cool. I liked it a lot and it was just – it's the kind of thing that doesn't require any like – complicated writing or like weird idea it was just i thought a really cool thing to put there and it made me think a lot about what i had just done for like 10 hours or however long my my playthrough was uh and like made me think about the ways that you could look at it and be like oh this number was like exactly the world average but this one was like way lower and this one was way higher and what does that imply about the way that i played the game versus the way that in aggregate people played this game um and i just i liked it a lot i thought yeah. it was really cool for a game that's all about its systems and that is intended to be replayable um, I thought it was awesome
3: yeah it seems like a game with uh, very expressive uh, and focused mechanics uh, like maybe Dishonored or something like Mm -hmm. that would be really interesting to see granted a lot fewer of the things that you do in a game like that can be quantified with stats in quite the way that XCOM because XCOM is like Mm -hmm. you know it's the baseball of of its exactly thing, you right. Know? That's what I was thinking. Like, of I was playing. Everything, yeah. everything, yeah, everything that you're doing has, is, that. has a very statistically quantifiable outcome, and you can mm-hmm. just you know define everything by that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But, but all, I, all the same, I mean, you know, like the thief, like Thief gave you stats like knockouts while airborne, and hell yes, did that definitely you know yeah. give you some you know I don't know, just kind well, of re- make you reflect on your playstyle yeah. and also just encourage you to do different stuff. Right,
1: and and the ones in XCOM are less that kind of thing like sure. trick shot kind of things yeah, yeah. because they reflect like aggregate play style over yeah. a very long period of time yeah, not yeah. individual achievement style things where yeah. it's like pulled off a crazy thing right. it's like no, it's just, yeah. over the course of you know like it's which was interesting because it it made me realize it just made me think about the total cumulative effect of of kind of general ways to play not specific <laughs> things like yeah. nonviolence and dishonor which is like you achieved it or you didn't but right. things like realizing about halfway through the game i got really concerned about not kind of triggering the kind of semi-linear story moments quickly enough mm-hmm. i mean they're they're linear but like um i you know there are things that can happen at different points depending on mm-hmm. how quickly you achieve certain goals and like if you achieve this thing now yeah you'll trigger a thing earlier and i i remember because in my um my uh, classic playthrough, I got really worried because I, I thought, oh man, am I, am I playing this too impatiently and like letting too much time elapse before unlocking these mm-hmm. things? So in my normal playthrough, I got really concerned about that. So I, start, I just really front-loaded things and I'm like, all right, I'm going to capture this alien now. I'm going to stun this guy. Like I'm going to research this thing. And, I, and my total number of missions played was like two-thirds of the average. Like it was I, – I played way fewer games mm-hmm. over the – like yeah. before completing the game than the average person did and it wasn't any one point at which I could have made that decision. It was just the total cumulative effect over many, 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 many terms that resulted in a weird compressed playthrough that was just a little bit shaved off here and there and there and there. I, it was stuff like – that's the kind of thing it made mm-hmm. me think about it, which yeah, I thought was yeah. interesting because yeah. that's the kind of decision that is totally invisible most of the time. Like if you just played through this game – Maybe the game could tell you, oh, it took you fifty missions or whatever, but that doesn't mean it. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, I guess it took me fifty missions. Like, what? That doesn't mean anything to me. Um, it's like those statistics Nintendo always releases in their press releases, where they're like, we sold four million units in the first weekend. That means that every three seconds, someone on Earth was buying a Wii. Yeah. And it's, well, that doesn't. Like, I have no way to put that in. Any I, I've, context never heard, I've never I've never heard any
3: statistic that's phrased like that. Like every four seconds, Nintendo someone does that.
1: All the time. Yeah. All the time. Maybe not now because they're not selling as many. But movies. also for, but like, you know, for just for years. Things, like,
3: for, for things like crime statistics and things like that, it's always just, I don't know. It's not nearly, I don't know. It's right. But anyway, whatever. To like,
1: uh, I, like, I liked having the fr- the, the context yeah. to have to kind of yeah, frame my, the, it, my play style. It sounds like, like that stuff would be a really good fit for
3: Civ too. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Like, yeah.
0: It's probably one of those things that once they've done it and it's been successful, they just kind of have it in the back end in the, in the yeah, engine. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
3: yeah. it's also useful things
1: for them to be able to look at. You know, uh-huh, that absolutely. It's interesting data it's like, for them yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we
0: started doing that on Walking Dead. Yeah, right. Like we have yeah. we track. Ton yeah, of you, shit. you
1: kind of get that at the end of The Walking Dead, too. Yeah, really, absolutely. yeah absolutely. I mean, you know, I have yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah, kind yeah. of mixed feelings about that when something that's less mechanical and so much yeah, more. That's, emotionally that's yeah, I It's a bit of a gray area. It's, like, like, Georgia, yeah, but, yeah. it's, it's cool on our end because I can just go to somebody. like. There's an end spoiler. At the end of an episode in Walking Dead, you can be with a mixed crew. And so I just went into the data and was like, how many people actually, like, what percentage of players have this? Like Makeup make up conglomerate of, yeah. of people. Yeah. But you know, then we can also kind of take of,
2: there and find why, which is interesting. Yeah,
0: which is cool on um, I mean on my end. You yeah, know, yeah, no yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's really yeah. interesting.
3: So what what do you do with that kind of data? You know, if you're doing it in something that's not just like a mechanical objective thing? Because presumably, you know, you're you know XCOMS designers can right. use that to be like, okay, well, We'd really like more people to see this kind of thing, but I don't know. Even I mean, even that's like sort of you know that's a, that's a subjective. In, goal in the
2: Walking Dead, the is. stuff that we put up at the end of it is mostly supposed to be the parts of the game that we expect someone to discuss, right. discuss the reasons behind their decision. Like it's right, not. Yeah. It's, the in Walking Dead, designer for us.
0: Right. Well, for me, it's like it's, so. It's more. Just, we work super fast. So every time you're doing something, it's really important <clears throat> to be asking yourself: Am I being the most valuable I can be? on the project at this exact minute. And you have to ask yourself that every single hour of every single day, or you'll just never get a good game made. Um, So I'll go in and I'll be like, okay, the player is with Ben and Kenny. How many of those, what percentage of the players who are with Ben and Kenny got there because of this, they made these choices. And then if it's like, wow, like 80% of people, it's like, I'm going to really, really make that special. You know, like, it's just sort of, like, where am I going to put my energy? Hmm. But at the same time, like, there's one conglomerate that's, like, 6%. Mm-hmm. And I put a lot of love <laughs> into that <laughs> 6%. Well, yeah. Because like, that's, like, that's the thing, right? You know like, I mean? yeah. Like, I mean, like, you, um, it's just sort of, like, it's just it's just nice to know. It's just sort like of interesting. I mean, interesting and you, you you, use that information. You can totally be a douche and then be said, like, well, only 6% of players are going to see this, so I'm not going to make it. Like, you can do that, yeah. which is bullshit. Or you can just sort of let it feed – or just sort of have it bat in the back of your brain about um, – I don't know. Like you have to know your audience. And I think especially when you're writing, is this going to be – or like is this what the mass audience is going to see? And this is what the sort of niche
1: audience is going to see. And you can kind of like fiddle with your tone. You can be a little more specific. Like That's interesting from are. a writer's perspective because so many authors would say they would never – I suspect a lot mm-hmm. of writers writing like a book, for example, which is mm-hmm. different because you could never have yeah. data that fine – but a lot of authors would probably say, "I would never want to know that because I wouldn't want to be yeah. worrying." About, it is a thing. Like, I mean, if
0: I could unring the bell a little bit, there's part mm-hmm. of me that would love to go all the way back and just not know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was sort of energizing, to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. to know that like the minority crew, there was a crew that there's like only like four percent of players or five percent of players were with this one mm-hmm. group, and it was sort. It was like when I was really tired and like, how good am I going to do this? Like, God, I've already written this nine different times for nine different groups, like. Hmm. How good is this going to be? And it was sort of energizing to be
3: like, "You this picture is for that those one guys. guy, yeah, yeah, exactly." You know, and <laughs> right. like I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. I, yeah. I'd be lying if I said that. Do you any like
1: focus testing, like A/B testing, on whether to call them Ben and Kenny or Ken and Benny? Funny you should say that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't do
0: that. But the problem is, we found ourselves naming characters with an E at the end. Like at one point, we had Lee, Lily, Carly, Larry, Larry, Larry you, Kenny, Kenny. And then we had a couple others we were like, no, no, we changed them.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: we that's, got into a weird – oh, Danny
1: and Andy. Danny and Andy. <laughs> and that's funny because my mom and my dad explicitly chose my brother's name and my name, uh, Christopher and Alexander, specifically so that they could not be corrupted into an E name. Like no one's ever tried to call me Chrissy. For, like it's never stuck. Yeah, I know. Every time I say this, <laughs> someone gets that look, but it never—it just whatever. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's not really like interesting. Yeah. name. like and so they and like Alec Alexi, I guess. Like no one ever does that. So like, my parents, I remember telling me at one point they deliberately did that because they didn't want a kid with that that name, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a thing. I don't know how that happened. It
0: was like all of a sudden, the once we got aware of that was happening, it was like. Different names. We didn't. And it just kept getting more narrow. And we didn't more notice
2: narrow. it when Kenny's name was Frank, and then when we had to rename him, and you were like, "How about Kenny?" We're like, okay. Oh my god! And it was like it was the piece that that dropped in Tetris that then created yeah. the, the line disappeared and we went, bah! and it was just a bunch of Ys behind where all those tiles were, and we flipped out. But it's too late yeah. because we'd already oh, recorded uh, all the voice. Wait, there are
3: lie tiles in Tetris? No, a Y.
2: Oh, it was the the suffix of the sound of all of the names was revealed as the line wiped away, and then I cried. But the sad thing, I mean. In Walking Dead, for me, it's more just an item of interest. I don't feel like yeah. we've ever actually redesigned content oh, because no, no, of it or anything. No, 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 no. We just sort of
0: go, "Oh, <laughs> weird." All, people did a thing. Like it's, mm. but also like the one other thing is you want to make sure that somebody did the thing that you're tailoring your shit to. Like, yeah. did anybody actually do this?
3: Out of you know, right? And, well, see, that's yeah. I mean, but that, but that's kind of a sub. Like, yeah, I think maybe what you're talking about, Chris, is like. A writer would just say, "Well, even if nobody understands this, like this illusion, you know, like say you're one of those authors who just writes something incredibly dense and that makes these references that mm-hmm. just go super far back into you know obscure,
1: like classical, uh, yeah, exactly, poetry yeah, poetry and so on, um,
3: and yeah, like do you change? Do you not do that because you, like, th- nobody would get it? I think Sean was even
2: more practical. I think it was literally like." Did literally zero players go down this path, and then is that actually because we've worked ourselves into a logical hole where it was impossible, but then we'd be supporting it for the rest of the season? Right.
0: Like, somebody's going to have to build a thing that Like, did we literally ac- did zero we accidentally
2: people? gate things in such a way that just a third of yeah. this one scene never... Well, but but other also, people I in the, mean, but know, other this people is a in different
3: future,
0: conversation, but... Um, wait, what, what were you going to say about the yeah. future? Hold well,
3: on. other people in the future might, but, you know, like, the statistics are just a snapshot of everybody that's played the game up to that point, right? Right. And so, you might make a combination that, like, if it's not logically Possible, obviously. That's just you should just exclude it from your design and QA matrix. But like, try that when you're working (laughs) on. Like, it's just like, yeah, when you're sorry, keep going. Well, um, whereas I don't know, like somebody in the future might make a certain combination of decisions that will mean that there's yeah, yeah, for
2: sure. Like on on the day that the fourth episode came out, there was one large chunk of the game that was just reporting zero, 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 and we were just sitting there going. Oh my god, did we, did we just like fuck a third of this game? And then finally it changed to a one and everyone just went,
1: <gasps> just imagine that Okay, we actually shifted, we actually like, shipped, we actually shipped in like mission control. It was the
2: crappy <laughs> version yeah, of that wow. because it's, it was, important. it's it was, important to point yeah. out
0: that there's no way to make decisions in the game where you're not going to get really tailored content. But yeah. when you only have such limited time to produce the, like the specific chunks of content and to disconceive of them, Those stats, do you sort of? Right. They matter, but not for the reasons you would think. Not because oh, only five percent of people are going to see this. Fuck them. It's more like wait, I don't know. And I also think um, this is going to get into weird territory, but it is important to know your audience as a game designer. It's different than writing a book. It's completely different. Hmm. How how so? Like because yeah, I mean, I I'd probably agree with several different. I if I treated if I treated working at somebody else's studio where I've been hired to do a job. For a specific audience, the same way I treated going home and writing a novel, I'd be very bad at my job.
1: That's not inherently video games, though. That's specifically being employed at a company. Right, right, right. And that's kind of what I mean. I mean, in commercial game yeah. development with – Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, commercial uh, work. Commercial, commercial entertainment work. work. Genre. Yeah. 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 And I mean, Because I, there are people who are employed yeah. to write like a Star Wars book who probably are given directives that they have to achieve or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are equivalents to that. Mm-hmm. Don't if you like Star Wars books and that's not true. I don't care to hear about it. But let me think. Zon is going to write us a mean email. But I'm sure there are, you know, branches yeah. in books where people have that those same pressures.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, and if you've like a, if you've been with a, a stringent editor for a long time, and you're one of those people who puts out a mystery novel every nine months, you know, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, like of whom
1: there are many. Right. When
0: you show up and you're like, oh no, here's my esoteric like. Like journey into right. like 17th century poetry. Well, that's poetry. you add a middle
1: initial to your name and get yeah. it published under a different imprint. Of you know, the publisher. And I, you know, and I, yep.
0: But I also don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. You know, I, just, I think uh, you know, I think you can make qualities. You can tell quality stories inside whatever. I mean, we make license games for fuck's sake. You know, like you can tell a, a meaningful story there that means something to somebody if you just focus on doing that. And also serving all the other masters you have, which is a license holder, which is, oh, the fact that it's a video game needs to be sold. The fact that, oh, this is the target audience. You have to know all that stuff, but it doesn't mean, you know, I don't think that stuff necessarily means you're going to tell, you shouldn't tell a good story. Uh, yeah.
2: Unless you don't give a shit.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's not going to be on mic. It's just going to be us laughing over silence. Oh, sorry. Jake made a funny noise. Jake
1: made kind of a bit of a fart sound with a water bottle. Yeah, that's good. You guys missed out on that. You played a video game that you said you won. What was it? Oh, frog fractions! Oh yeah, frog fact. Fro- this like took fr- over. Oh, frog fractions. This frog took over the internet for about forty-eight hours, like yeah. a week and a half ago. Sorry,
2: frog fractions does yes. command the Edwin voice like <laughs> few things do. Frog fractions frog fractions. Fraction. <laughs>
3: uh, frog the denominators fraction. in the. <laughs> Is it actually yeah. math? Um, no, and this, yeah, this was, this is a point of discussion. Um, okay, so, yeah, are we going to, are we going to talk spoilers about it, or?
1: I don't think, I don't think we should.
3: Yeah, okay, so, you Don't want to
1: spoil the frog fractions? (laughs) It takes so little, all right. It's like the game is
3: nothing but spoilers. Right. Okay. So, suffice it to say. What type of game is it? Um (laughs) spoilers (laughs) right so um how do i get it i'll talk about like search for frog fractions it's a web
1: based game you can play it for free on the internet Uh, all right yeah yeah. it's flash yeah you can just go to the guy's site um okay how about this we'll talk about frog fractions next week and if you haven't played it you're out of luck because it's free yeah cool so also Uh, spoilers next week well and yeah and i'll say this um if you
3: start playing it and you're just like uh okay what what is there to this just keep playing a little bit and keep playing and try things yeah try things and yeah and you'll get to it. yeah yeah yeah. Is it anything like the visit that we talked
0: about? That uh, I um, feel like if you told the story of the visit, you would give it all away.
1: Yeah, I would. There are similar things in the sense that is it like achievement unlocked? <laughs> it has more. It has more to give away than the visit. I would say you know? yeah, in volume yeah, okay. certainly, um, in substance maybe not, but in volume absolutely. Okay. Um. Uh. I think I think I think the visit is a stronger work. In, wow like, all, all, all in all odds like for the, the Visit I like The Visit a lot though I'm not, I don't <laughs> yeah. say that to diminish frog Isn't freshness. it amazing yeah. how good that game have is you Have you played really
2: the updated version go. of The Visit Where you can escape the courtroom by just leaping out of a window now uh, Oh huh. New, Sorry, spoiler, whatever Yeah it's updated. It's better. Yeah. The, yeah this version, you're looking those at those metrics. Yeah. There's a, there's a, the visits on Newgrounds now and, and right, yeah, yeah. instead oh, of just being on their
1: game jam site. So yeah. yeah. You know, the other thing I wanted to, to put out there potentially as a thing to like for us to try and then get back to the readers about, and maybe this is pointless, but like there was an article by, um, uh, the guy, Christopher Livingston, the guy who, um, uh, he used to write some stuff for like shack news and, and some other places. Not when I was there, but, uh, Anyway, he's he he written for like rock paper shotgun and, and stuff, and he did he has a column called Sim Tuesdays or something I don't know where he plays like a weird esoteric Sim game and then writes about it, and he wrote about this game that I'm gonna have to find the actual name so I don't mess it up, but it's it's a game where you just play through someone's life from birth to death. Oh, life, the game no. of life, the board game, yeah, no, oh, and uh, <laughs> and um, it's. It was fascinating. Like in the article, he was born. Like you don't get to choose where you're born, as you don't. You know, as in life, you don't. And he was born as a woman in India, or like as a girl, like a you know newborn in India, who like born as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. "Hmm." And it was so fascinating because he just his character, this woman, just like lives her go lives her whole life, like has this shitty life. Just that results just from the kind of roll of the dice from the situation she's born into like she has this shitty job that she has for years like in this canned goods factory. She did she like looks up index of like best places to live in the world she finds out like Denmark is like number one standard of living. So the guy playing as this this woman decides like all right, I'm going to save up all my money to go to Denmark. But it's like a million kroner or whatever it is to like do it legally. So he's like, well, I'm never going to have that much money, but you can try to do it illegally by like paying someone off for like 160,000. So he's like, oh, if I just work for like years to save up and he does it immediately gets deported, like is sent back to India, just has this horrible, like saves up from scratch again to try illegally again, makes it into Denmark, succeeds like gets a job at a different food packing company there, like meets a guy, gets married at like age 50, uh, which is like just a, an interesting thing. Like uh, – and uh, gets divorced like 10 years later. Like it's just cr- – or like maybe he dies. She gets syphilis from this guy for one thing. Like, <gasps> it's just crazy. Like – or from – oh, no. The syphilis was from India. Anyway, <laughs> like it's just – it, it was unbelievable. Like reading this thing was just heart-wrenching. Like it was cra- – and he, like he – at the end, he's like he, – he has a paragraph where he's kind of depressed about the way this woman's life, like the arc of her life. And then he kind of like has this – it's like the end of Cloud Atlas where it's got this like redemptive moment at the end. He's like, but maybe this life was not a waste. Like she she always put – she she spent all of her free time like on reading and enriching herself and like trying to rise above like – the, the hand that was dealt to her in her life. And, like, she – like – and, like, he, he ends on this very powerful story about, like, how this woman's life is actually quite um, – Poignant? Like, point, yeah, poignantly uh, laudable, you know? And, like, it was – I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this game? Like, what is this? I, I wanted – like, I think it'd be really interesting if we all played through yeah. a life in this and then shared our how stories. How do I? About, what is the name of it? I, okay, let me find it on, on right. the internet. I, I'm doing. I'm, I'm sure I did a really bad job of of summarizing <clears> the specific <throat> details, but like in general, she was I, actually old, the president this? of the United States. How, how old is this? The article is like a day old, but I don't know. I don't know. Okay, um, yeah. I don't even know. because this, some, is. this feels I was like wrapped. Familiar.
0: You telling that entire story? I don't know how much time passed. I was wrapped. <laughs>
1: God, it wow. It's so out of control. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. I just saw this. It was like the first thing Tell I read what,
0: today. When I play this game, I'm not getting syphilis.
1: Okay. I think it's a PC Gamer column and it's called Simplicity um, hmm. or something. Uh, hmm. First person gets syphilis loses.
3: <laughs> That's our, like,
1: yeah. <laughs> just, just our our, our spot. Okay. Yeah, so cool, the game is yeah. called Real Real Lives. Yes. Oh, you have heard of this? Yes, I have. Have you yeah. played it? I can't am playing remember. it right now. Well, yeah. He's
3: <laughs> trying nice. not to get syphilis. <laughs>
1: Real Lives 2010. Yeah. Is a truly unique content Is version, it one word? An empathy-building real-world, real-life situation that challenges your life skills as you make difficult, high-stakes choices. I'm sorry, what, Jake? Nothing. Um, download the free Real Lives trial. So maybe maybe you have to buy the full version. I don't know, I don't know what the trial consists of. Um, this game sounds like it's worth a penny or two. Yeah, no, it does. It yeah. In like the it's trial, you always money. just
2: die of a debilitating disease at seventeen.
0: What? It's really sad. It's life. It's real life. Gosh, the problem is the most. There's probably some of the most in, some of the most intense moments of that game. Actually, I can imagine that one of the most intense moments of that game is the character creation scene, where you're just like, "Well, I know my odds are really, but pe- oh god." <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sierra <laughs> early on. Well, yeah, well. All right. All right. Here we go. go even just like that's like bottom end of the spectrum but even just sort of average dude in nicaragua like, right oh fuck okay this is gonna be a trip <laughs> like oof yeah.
1: you know i do know how many downloads these people have gotten in the last day because of this because i'm sure it's yeah. a bump that yeah. that's awesome yeah, yeah. that's yeah.
0: awesome got good games writing that's the thing right when it's good
1: Oh, it's amazing when it's, it's good. tremendously yeah. good yeah. Yeah. yeah you mean writing about games yeah 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah.
2: yeah it's good game criticism
0: yeah or just even just... even more like uh i thought rob's rob's uh rob rob's on, yeah rob zachney of three moves ahead <laughs> his article on home Homefront front and chaos studios oh yeah oh that was
1: amazing well that was reporting but that was yeah, reporting yeah yeah, yeah yeah but i, thought, I mean but that was fantastic that though. is, yeah. that is yeah. you know
0: I don't. Yeah, that stuff is so enjoyable. I mean, we always we've talked a ma- million times about Nick's Eve online writing, mm-hmm. but that stuff is just it hooks you, and then you, like an hour
1: goes by, and you just just devour the entire long form thing. Oh, it's really great. And also, like, I mean, Sean referred to it, but like just to make it explicit, like you should read Rob Zachney's reporting on. The closure of Chaos Studios and the development of Homefront because it's really it's a really impressive yeah, piece of a, reporting. It was a big feature on Polygon this mm-hmm. week. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: It's, it's got a bunch of people you know to, to talk, you know, anonymously in some cases and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah, and in other cases, on he record, really yeah, did a good. Yep. Yeah, he really like, did his a on that. It was yeah. really great.
0: Yeah, and actually, remember we had just we had drinks with him the night after he, had, he
3: mentioned it really casually. Mm-hmm. He yeah. seemed really tired. He's like, I just yeah. did this
0: big thing on Chaos at Homefront. Oh man, I'm really just sort of. Oof, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. he's
3: just just lived through the life of someone who died of syphilis. Yeah, and he was... (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Well, he was also, I felt
0: like
1: sort of like self-conscious about it. Like, I don't know if it's going to be any good. Well, also because because there had been, like, Lee Alexander did a big thing on Chaos, which was Mm -hmm. also good. And, like, he I think he was worried, like, oh, someone got there first. Mm, But, like, I thought his piece was totally...
3: Yeah.
1: Gosh, I read it. It's one of those things where I read it on a particularly hard
0: day at work. Mm -hmm. Like, it's been just kind of hard days for a little bit now. And I read it on a particularly tough one. And it was almost impossible for me to finish. Just yeah. when you think about, because he throws years around like 2008, and then in 2009, oh, in 2010, and you think about when you saw those home front ads all over San Francisco and the game right. was coming out, and just yeah. when you think about the scale of time that somebody puts into this game inside mm-hmm. of this horrifically broken publisher system, it is. It's more. De- it's it's as depressing as as the woman in India story to me. Just sort of your oh. life. <laughs> It's, it, it's, it's not. <laughs> I don't I'm think there's not, a reason it's to not equally, It's not equally horrific in life experience, but it depresses me in the exact same way. There's a
3: human cost there. That, that a that human is, cost of what our, does it all actually yeah. mean? And being like, yeah, sure, we, they this go home be to better. a nice
0: house and they have yeah. they live in America for fuck's sake. And like, yeah, I'm not. It's not about comparing the suffering. Sure, it's sure. about sort of how dreadful I feel right. when you just sort of think about a life being eroded away every day. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, days yeah. as erosion yeah. as opposed to experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and that's it why that's why it horrifies me. That's why that piece is really important. And that and everybody who who's doing investigative journalism like that is doing really important work right now, because the more it's exposed and the more, you know, these jackasses who go in and, and ruin projects and then float away on a golden parachute, you know, they're going to be the, the, the greater the sense that they're going to be held accountable for it in the future. And what I think is so great about the article, because, because like, yeah, the whole, like part of the point of doing that is, 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 yeah, so that it won't, so that it will happen less in the future and that there will be fewer home fronts. Your are...
2: your jackass analogy. Sorry, my my brain immediately modeled it
1: inside of Just Cause Two. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: no, yeah, that guy doesn't right. just,
1: just, just fucking <laughs> you've, un- just you've going unlocked them. Half the town is smoldering. Yeah, and yeah. Guy just, and well, then, yeah. just. you blow up like a game s-
3: development studio, and then you you've unlocked the golden parachute. Also, shoes. it's <laughs> him getting extracted Batman style. Right, exactly. Right, you know, yeah, My brain
2: just immediately that inside of that. Yeah, and a whole bunch of programmers
3: run out of the building burning. That's true.
0: Yeah. It's like, see you later, guys. Ooh, look, a grapple hook. I thought the article did yeah. such a good job of of sourcing, like of walking it all the way back to yeah. this is a system yeah, totally. where your studio is going to get shut down. So you pitch for your life, you make a promise you can't fulfill, mm-hmm. and then yeah. the publisher just cyclonically churns
3: through <laughs>
0: yep. you and yeah, totally. your yeah. people. Yeah, until it really shows a thing the anatomy. They can think they can sell.
3: Yeah, <gasps> it, it shows like the anatomy of it, the systemic causes of it, you know, in that the wire kind of way where you're just like, damn it, yeah, this is just so. The entrenched. wires are good. A good comparison, of sort know, of yeah. like
0: you can see the macro and the micro. Yeah, I thought he did a yeah. great job. And yeah, America. like and
3: and yeah, reporting that shows you the macro and the micro of game development. And I don't know. I think that that does a that does work towards like making it real for people, you know, for, 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 ordinary game players and stuff. Cause they're like, that sounds like a shitty job. I have a shitty job. I don't want those
1: people to live like that too. And I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's just really good. It's, it's, a it's, <laughs> or a, it's a very positive. My game. number one goal in life period <laughs> yeah. is to get involved in this industry. <laughs> yeah, any cost. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. A lot of a significant percentage of people who are in the games industry yeah. are in it because at one point they were people who solely focused on that goal. Above yep. any other potential yeah, yeah. aspiration, you know what's like, funny? Yep. It's like and cool. that's that's one of the reasons the industry is allowed to be that way yeah. is because so many of the people it hires are there like absolutely, and mm-hmm. so they can, uh, companies can afford to take advantage of them in ways they couldn't if people weren't if mm-hmm. if many people weren't so single-mindedly focused yeah. on getting into that job. Yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. it's funny.
0: For a long time, because I feel like I've been
1: I don't know a long time in my career, I felt
0: like a fraud because I never wanted to be in the game industry.
1: I feel like a fraud every day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's okay, Chris. Also, I, I was the same. I never, you know, I never. It was never industry. an intent. Like, yeah, I feel here. like the only through thread through my entire life is just like, oh, I really like to make cool stuff with people I like. Mm-hmm. And looking back now, like I don't feel trapped by the game industry because I feel like you can make things in a lot of different mediums, and I think like there are awesome creative people to collaborate with, and not just games. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And it served me so much better than having just been like, I gotta get in, I gotta get in, I gotta get into this business. Like yeah, it no was doubt. just never. I just sort of kind of like kept working hard and then games was the thing that opened, the door that opened. So it it fulfilled, it checked the box of can I make a cool thing with good people? And so if it didn't one day, I would probably stop doing it. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it served me a lot better than
1: looking for a job in a particular industry or something like that. Yeah. Although there are some jobs where you need to want like oh yeah like a doctor if you're, well, no <laughs> but even, no but I mean even even on the really even help like people within so even within games though right, oh, right. Like if, if you want to be a programmer or well a desi- game designers. yeah specific as well but like if you want to be a programmer like you have to know you want to be a programmer you mm-hmm. might also be happy doing business software or something but like that's a huge gulf between yeah. programming on a creative work that's I mean like that for some people yeah I mean you know like well yeah. no a lot of people yeah. there's creative challenges in programming. Not in anything like, right. at all. But if you want the end result of the thing you're doing to be like a creative work of entertainment, then there's a you have to really learn specific right, right, things right, right, and like right. really, you know, you have little choice but to target that thing pretty specifically if you yeah. want to be doing it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I guess the point I was trying to make is, you know,
0: when you're sitting out to make a career decision, having a broad window of sort of the things that will fulfill you just oh, yeah. philosophically. For sure. Good way to go. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's crushing to think about the, the guy who just, all he wanted to do is ever design levels. That's what he told himself.
1: What's wrong For with 10 that?
0: years. And then ended up at home front. Oh, that I, part. Yeah. <laughs> that ended up on home front. You know what I mean? That's the part that's crushing. Where you're just sort of like, well, I th- told myself this is what I always wanted to do, and now I don't even know who I am anymore. Fucking horrifying. Anyway.
3: I'm frog, to... frog <laughs> factions. Or fractions. Factions? Fractions. Fractions. mm that, that's the multi frog factions is the multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> is the multiplayer expand alone. <laughs> this looks like battle toads.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, got a lot of, a lot of hard
0: silences on this podcast, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Jake is really tired. Chris, is I'm the really
2: cause of the of the, I'm the like,
1: cause of the hard silences comma, Chris is that's very where, warm. Weird I'm just Jake thinking Montsequator about... would <laughs> would be inserted yeah. in a typical cast. <laughs> yeah. You guys gonna do some reader mail oh yeah we got a good reader mail this week i think i got
0: one go ahead we'll do it last
3: <laughs> <laughs> thanks john
1: whoa all right um we'll do it after this one <laughs> so here's one's really quick we can, we can do this very quickly okay john brooks writes um near the end of the uh, october 17th episode one of the leftover ruination cast questions asked how old my daughter was she will be 13 this week she had That's, just that turned that 11 sounds... with, when I sent the original email. She's a big fan. This is the guy. Do you know who, her name? No, he Just didn't say, say hi. which is probably good that he didn't. But uh Hi yeah. Hello thirteen year old lady. Yeah. <laughs> Babo. <laughs> um, she said, We were listening together on the October seventeenth episode on the way back from a soccer tournament this past weekend. She was really excited when you guys mentioned her. We we uh were both like um surprised emoticon face at each other. That's awesome. <laughs> 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 Your description is also good. Well, I, I reached the half that point of the sentence, and then I realized it wasn't mm-hmm. pronounceable in the normal way So, um, yeah, this is this is, what was the original email? It was about horsebag or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, good. Yeah, it it's always horse. sort of mind-boggling when the reader when the the readership base expands to include somebody's thirteen-year-old daughter. Yeah, very cool.
1: Yeah, thank it, you very it, much. That nice. makes our day. Yep. Um, Hank Donne says uh, thumbs. I was wondering if you guys could talk about the people that work at studios but aren't directly working on games, Hmm. like IT people, secretaries, et cetera. Do they still talk about the project, celebrate when it launches, cry when it fails, or are all the email and phones and desktop building outsourced? I ask because server administration is my jam. I don't want to write about games, write games, or manage a community, but the kid in me still wants to work at a game studio. Um, Is it as cool as the picture my mind paints? Do such jobs even exist if they ever did? See our
0: discussion of
3: chaos
1: (laughs) (laughs) four minutes prior. Yeah, don't get into games just to be in games. Um, No, but at the same time. If your line
3: of work is applicable to it, you know, then. But I mean, certainly, like, I don't know, studios do have a lot of on site people. You know, like at Double Fine, Mm -hmm. we have, like, office managers and uh, IT guys. Like, like Double Fine's a great example, right? um, Like,
0: if. So, you know, because you've been doing this job of whatever, server administration. There are places on this planet where you could do server administration and get paid more than working in a video game studio. Right. But there are video game studios that have a fantastic culture, which are really great to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Not all video game studios do the same way not all businesses do. Um, But uh, definitely, I think, especially, I mean, at Telltale, it feels like everybody, like our accountant is um, a woman who I was like the first person I ever met when I, my first day at Telltale. And she's always asking how the game's going. Like, she's really excited when it does well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. you know,
1: I think... <laughs> the accountant's really excited when our game sells a lot. Sorry, I just thought that yeah, was no. <laughs> thing to point out. As like, <laughs> but, you know, like... It's cool. She gets excited when we sell a lot of copies.
0: That's awesome. Like, I can't tell you how great it is to have people at the studio who are just enthused by mm-hmm. the work we're doing. Because you. it's so tiring. It's so... It's like, it's just you forget what's good about the thing you're working on and to have somebody who's doing a job that's completely unrelated say i like that thing and i also know how hard you guys worked it's really 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 great our pr guy job well, is like, like that and obviously he's doing game pr so he's closer to the actually playing yeah. the game all the time but like that guy is the best dude that guy like that guy is like if you're having a bad day you just ask him if he's played the game recently and then you feel better about your day and that's always it's you have to have those people around
1: well, I think, I think in a lot of studios, I mean, I would definitely say this about Double Fine. It doesn't even feel like it's a, like those guys know, like appreciate what we're doing. It does feel like Double Fine as a company like has just a strong identity as Double Fine, this entire group of people. Like yeah. aside from what any one person's mm-hmm. like project is or like specific role on this or that, like it definitely feels like this is this big group of people that all works in the same building and yeah. like kind of just – Your culture is really different than ours though. Like we're on different floors.
0: Mm -hmm. and i
3: think that actually Mm -hmm. matters you know what i mean no yeah yeah like just it's like how much physical separation is is it a a big open pit Mm -hmm. and things like that yeah yeah Yeah. no absolutely yeah i've been in several studios i guess and seen it in really different ways um yeah yeah and it's um it's cool at double fine like because there's a whole bunch of different projects going on at once and so there's a lot of people who aren't in the nitty gritty with you on a particular project you know so they're not Mm -hmm. immersed in all the creative and technical decisions and stuff um and so yeah they're they're both a valuable source of feedback you know like we 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 uh you know grabbed a whole bunch of people on other teams to to help us play test the cave and Mm -hmm. you know just get like a good first impression of stuff and then also other times like people who didn't do that they'll just play it at some point and just be just kind of gushing because they're seeing this is the thing i always try to explain to people who don't like work in like a, on like long form creative stuff you know like friends of mine who are journalists and they like kind of ship something every day that's right. a that's completely alien to me you know right. shipping something like every day or every week um, but it's like you think you experience all the cool things in the game like all the cool ideas that you have that you know are going to go in and going to be like the big you know structural parts of the thing that, that are cool You experience uh, everything cool about your game in dribs and drabs over the course of however long it takes to develop, which is often like a year or more. You also experience them once... As the cool thing, the day yeah. it comes online, <laughs> like, like that yeah. is yeah. sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And then you and live then with it, it for a year, exactly. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you just yeah, and you become completely inured to what's
1: cool about it. You only see the broken parts of it, and even when it ships, you're just or like, you don't see the broken parts of it, and that's a problem because uh, that's, you need other people to point out yeah, the things the, that are actually uh, that's, broken. That's, that's very true, about actually. actually. Yeah, the, right, the, the yeah, drive yeah. you're worried <laughs> about it being
3: about it being yeah. secretly flawed, even though you think yeah. it's good enough to ship. Well, because you're so accustomed
1: to dealing with workarounds and yeah, things you internalize about oh that's just how this works. But then someone else plays it and they're like this is. Make any sense but you're,
2: you're talking about the drive-by. This is awesoming that occurs right. when someone just yeah, has nothing exactly to do it, well, and, else and by.
1: players yeah. are
3: players are the exact same way. They experience all of those cool ideas that you had, and all of the terrible ideas that you thought were good, and every you know that, that entire permutation matrix of good bad yeah. ideas. They experience all of that in this incredibly concentrated burst. You know, so like it's got to be even more surreal for a team like working on a on a huge open world game that takes like a hundred hours to play through because they spend five years on <laughs> that, and then for some people that's just a really crazy weekend of just staying up, <laughs> yeah. of getting no sleep,
1: and just yeah. burning through like Skyrim or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know they're just I don't know. It's it's or it's it's alternatively like, someone who who does play it for a hundred hours but experiences every mechanic within the first like two hours. Yeah, yeah, and then just yeah, and yeah. then like. The, the density of interaction just drops off a yeah. cliff. And then for like 80 hours, they're kind of just sauntering around right. and like not really. And
3: even that's like still just kind of a blip in the, in the overall like yeah. three or four years oh, yeah, it yeah. took to oh, make well, that thing. Sure.
1: That's any, any creative. So work, they're, yeah. so they're
3: getting all yeah, that huge dose of stuff all at once. Um, And I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just, an, you know, it's, there's a lot of stories to tell about it, you know, and it's just like, I don't know. And that's whenever you're talking to somebody about like, you know, somebody will be like, well, how's work going? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, there's this thing, it could be, you know, it could be good, you know, or we're, we're excited about this, we're worried about this. And then, I don't know, they just, like, usually they don't really have any, even just a lens to appreciate that with, even if even if they're working on a different project. Yeah. Like, you guys well, talk about, yeah, about, you know, stuff on, on Walking Dead, and then, I, you know, you play through it in, like, you know, two or three hours, and then each episode, and then bam. And i don't just know. forget about it and like it. all those and all those all those decisions well all the decisions that you guys agonized over are just like i don't know you you're only seeing the, the finished
1: form of it it's Thank just a, yeah <laughs>
3: yeah yeah no totally well i mean i'd love to see you know the explody well, all well, the that's like i you
1: read an author interview and someone's like yeah i mean i re like i was listening to um an interview with uh, paul oster the other day who wrote the new york <laughs> oh, trilogy yeah. and like do you like the yeah. new york trilogy i haven't read it okay and uh, and he was mm-hmm. saying like he is just an obsessive rewriter of sentences Like mm-hmm. he'll just mm-hmm. rewrite a sentence again And again and again really and funny. again On paper he doesn't use right. a typewriter or a computer Like uh-huh. he long form writes everything And does all his editing on paper again and again and again And someone reading that Like they'll read that one sentence in a half a second yep. and will never think about yep. it at once. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. you know, yeah. that's just how the, things are made equivalent
3: nice. of, of blowing down the hallway that took, you know, like a month of art time to, right. To decorate. The yeah, thing
0: is though, absolutely. if it's not
3: well done, people are going to go like, Oh, that sucks. it sucks.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no, no, <absolutely. laughs> you know, I'm yeah. 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 like, all, that's, no, that's, that's all it all does matter. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Totally. Which is always the thing, you
3: know? Well, some of those video game hallways, let's be honest, don't
1: matter as much. That's true. A lot of, a lot of the nature of video games means in some cases, like, those things don't matter as much, but you're never. You, it's hard to know which things are going to be the things that matter to a given player, yeah. Because totally they'll true. You know, a- authorship it drives authorship. me crazy because I'm such a person who's like, I know what people are going to like. And not like, in video games, <laughs> son of a
3: bitch. <laughs> like yeah. that happens all. Um, well, not in anything, I guess. But yeah. um, authorship also just has a completely different role too because you're totally you're, you're authoring at levels of indirection. You know, you're either mm-hmm. tuning a procedural algorithm or
1: I do a lot tuning
3: of a patrol. Al, you know sequence or writing a script which is the most authory so i think in conclusion okay, take actually, that job one thing I will say, okay to tie back
1: to this guy's question like <laughs> oh, yeah. one of the things that's true about double fine and i assume about um, telltale as well is that people who all right so like jp and i like, worked on the cave and someone who isn't on the cave team at double fine whether they're like an engine programmer on a different game or an artist on another game or like an office manager they're all people who are not working on the cave every day so like regardless of whether their role is a core development discipline or or like an administrative discipline or whatever they still come to it with for the most part equally fresh eyes Mm -hmm. so like they're all like they're all still in the same boat like those people with respect to the thing you're working on those people are not in these different buckets one of which is like real developer and one of which is not like they're all still just other Double Fine people right. who are looking at yeah. your thing from. Yeah. They're all yeah. people who
0: can show yeah. up and be like, "Hey, I thought this wasn't good, but yeah. it'd be cool if it was like this, and then save your goddamn level." Or your-
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, anybody totally,
3: yeah. can yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, you know, people like uh, hopefully, you know, people like that are, are hired for culture fit just as yeah. much as exactly. I would say, yes. especially yeah. I, especially yeah. like
1: IT mm-hmm. disciplines like that. Yeah. You know, like yeah, are totally, definitely yeah. there yeah. because they care about the thing. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good question. Sean, you question. had a reader mail that you said was going to be mm, next, but then yes. Chris uh-huh. read that one instead. He didn't say it was going to be next. He oh, be man. You're,
2: you're not up to date on when Sean's uh, reader mail was supposed to be slotted in.
1: I only read one reader mail. Reader, two. my oh, sister, two. He said writes, he was going to wait till the end. And then he said he was going to be next. Okay, whatever. So, what what we'll Sean we, says he gets when it comes to reader read mail, mail order. Oh, it's stupid now? Yeah, what? It's stupid. Wow. It's <laughs> my own podcast. <pie>. It's my <laughs> sister. <laughs> no, no, I want you to read it because I want to hear how stupid it
0: is. My sister really seriously wrote it. No, I'm just kidding. Your sister's great. I assume. She's okay. She's good. <laughs> She's a good one. Um, she got a new cat and needs a name. Anybody got ideas? That's literally her, uh, her reader The But that's seriously her reader manual. texted it. Jeff Bloom, B- wizard. I don't know. Goldcat you know. Jeff Bloom is up there. <laughs> Goldcat. It kind of sounds like Bobcat Goldboy. Goldcat st- <laughs> <laughs> Gold Jeff
2: Bloom. Gol- colon Wizard. <laughs> colon PhD.
0: and Idle Thumbs Cat. <laughs> These are all options.
1: If we underwrite her Cat Ruiners. JP Sniper, also an option. <laughs> I these aren't bad. To be, I lobby
2: for these that are to better. Be these are these are up there with name, the quality the way, of the name of her JP previous Sniper. cat, <laughs> JP Sniper.
1: Yeah, that's my that's, that's my, my brand of vanity for JP okay. Soups. <laughs> All right, I'll pass <laughs> those along. I'll pass those along to her. <laughs> no. uh, vanity Soups. That's another suggestion. <laughs> vanity, comma Vanity, Supes. Va- yeah. Van- vanity <laughs> Soups. Vanity Soup. Also, does oh, like Soup John Lithgow had a
3: Vanity Soup,
2: right?
0: V Soups Vanaman would be that cat's name. Vanity Soups. Vanity Soups. twenty twelve.
2: <laughs> Shine, why isn't your nickname
1: Soup's Vanaman?
0: <laughs> you guys, ha- you guys missed your window. Oh, I was no. on a podcast for four and a half minutes before you nicknamed me. <laughs> we fucked it up by not you calling you even home.
1: on the podcast before we nicknamed.
0: Well, you're right. You nicknamed me in the Marriott lobby <laughs> before,
1: <laughs> before we ever recorded the podcast with you. Marriott yeah. lobby. It was in the. I was, it it was nicknamed in the Marriott lobby, the Marriott yeah. lobby. Yeah. 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 lobby. during by
0: GDC. During GDC. Yeah, by a couple of assholes. Mm. <laughs> Supes Morning.
2: Vanneman. way better. Ooh, these guys. Supes. <laughs>
0: If I played the trombone, you'd call me. Our, our buddy,
3: our buddy, yeah, it is, That is definitely a jazz. Yeah, sorry, I was confusing it with Patrick. That's Lepping. a jazz moniker. Oh yeah, soups. Yeah, but, pianists and uh, bassists can be named after pastries. Soups. You're talking more, you know, wings. Yeah, no, uh, brass. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Established.
0: Maybe another reader mail. Soups Malone. <laughs> yeah, sick trombonist.
2: Yeah. Oh that's actually uh Tom Bones Malone. Actually brothers. He was very <laughs> sick.
1: He he died of dysentery. Yeah. yeah. Um so this is a this is um a reader mail that's not a question but rather an observation. So it'll go quickly, but I did I <laughs> thought it was Doc. It, it seems relevant given like multiple discussions we've had on this, this week's cast. So this is um uh ornith, ornithophobe writes while listening to your lament on Dishonored's lack of a kill count, I was suddenly reminded of my playthrough of Alpha Protocol. In addition to an up-to-date kill Sorry, count... Sorry, definitely heard that as Alpha Protocol and was really <laughs> stoked. <laughs> as, as, as did I. Yeah. yeah, I ate, like, nine cats. Conversation <laughs> options. Hey, Willie! <laughs> Sorry. All right. Alpha, anyway, Alpha protocol. Alpha protocol. Alpha yeah. Protocol. In addition to an up-to-date kill count, Alpha Protocol also featured an Orphan's made count, something which terrified me into trying to perform a non-lethal playthrough. Hmm. I was on zero kills and doing very well with alerts and alarms. Until a mission later in the game, where I found my, also super alerts and alarms uh, SNS follow). Until uh, a mission later in the game, where I found myself in a position where there was a guard overlooking an area I could not sneak through. Maneuvering myself to a position opposite, I found a worryingly convenient sniper rifle. I had to make an awkward decision on what to do. At this point in the game, the guards were working for an organization that was definitely up to no good. So I decided this guy was probably not a family man. I took aim and went for the shot. I immediately jumped out to the menu. Six kids. <laughs> Needless to, to say, I line. did not kill anyone else in this game. I knew that was gonna just be Yeah, it it was the only way yeah. that story could go. The basketball yeah.
0: team were nice. the
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is that? Ornith, ornith- uh, Ornithophobe. Ornithophobe. Um, You're birds right oh here. Uh, Greg Brown has a has an email about Rob Jack's Chaos Studio son of a I've bitch. never heard that guy's name before. <laughs> this is our official reader of reader mail. Uh uh, he says, Hi guys, reading the Rob Zachney piece. Not on- even hey, like, this guy's, like, casual. Like, he. What? Hey, Chris. gotten too casual. Everyone with says, us. Hi guys. Exactly. That's what everyone says. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Greg. We love you. What What should he say? What is your proposed salutation? Gentlemen, comma. All right. He says, me. Whoa, Whoa, Greg, he's gotta, Brown. he's got to present himself. Greg, to the Ra- Lord. <laughs> Greg Brown writes, Gentlemen, reading the Rob Zachney piece on Chaos Studios and Homefront. It seems that this is sort of inevitable for any studio taking on large multi-year projects as a single giant unit. Yeah, I do. There's no opportunity to play around with different leadership styles or ways of organizing. Valve Software seems to be at the opposite end with survival of the fittest for game ideas. But do you feel Telltale and Double Fine are stronger organizations for juggling multiple projects at once and encouraging experimentation like Double Fine's Amnesia Fortnite? Has being exposed to different environments through your careers helped you at all as game developers? Thanks, Greg Brown. Uh, yes. A fantastic. Oh no, yes. Yeah. Battery no. of questions. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we kind of implied a lot. We sort yeah, of implied answers. For yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. Already. It's the one thing we, I would say is I mean, multiple, multiple experiences yes is to all good. these questions. Pretty. Much. I
0: worked at a publisher, and then I worked in the dev side of a publisher, and all things that were inside that chaos article hit very close to home. Yeah. Especially being on the publisher side, where you go home at six, and then <laughs> right. the guys who are the developer aren't, and then I had to go. You know, now been at a developer for so long it just I look back and oof you know uh, that stuff is really valuable I think to see both sides of it I think is really good yeah because uh, it is sort of systemic you know it is it's is—it's—it's like going to war like we're all over here and they're all over there sort of thing you know you're making decisions that affect people's lives but yeah. they're so far away I think um, that stuff is really intrinsic to the publisher model that doesn't really get talked about literally just the physical space yeah
1: um uh, I'm also kind of of the opinion generally and i this is an opinion that I make you know with with obviously like a pretty limited um total amount of experience in terms of like just breadth and volume, but like just knowing a lot of people who having a lot of good friends at a lot of different kinds of studios and like having experienced a couple different environments and like just having you know before that reporting on this industry for years like I'm kind of of the opinion that software development in a like explicitly creative product just doesn't make sense past a certain size. Like I just don't think it scales. I think the way software is made as opposed to the way like a film is made or a book is written or an album is recorded or something, the way software is made, the way an interactive piece of software is made, I really do not think it scales up past a certain size of development team and length of budget, and like agree. length of time. I think without it's just becoming completely without
3: what? Uh, like I, without, I think I know what you're collapsing
1: and, under its own weight or right. sabotaging itself or becoming going way over. But, like, and, exactly. Like yeah. there are certain, there are certain things that when you're dealing with like iteration and interactive systems and like all the, and all these realities of software architecture that are just insane past a certain number of people when you're trying, like it's one thing if it's like, an, like OS development at a large company and you have very like people clearly have figured out how to do enter- large scale yeah. enterprise software in a thousand people way who write code yeah. that ends
3: up in Windows for right. instance you know? but
1: in a creative project where your goals are simultaneously all of these things that all software products have to do yeah. but also like these very vague um, creative goals that require a lot of like iteration and trial and error and like yeah. kind of plunging out into the unknown even in very well understood game genres like even in game types yeah. that are really really Really, really heavily understood, relatively speaking. Yeah. Um, you still get these just crazy problems of scale where things just do not mesh well. well and they have, they, and they, have to
3: make, they have to make creative decisions that minimize risk, mm-hmm. you know, and like that, that, that seems like it's been the big achievement of the Assassin's Creed teams. Is that, you know, they've basically been able to modularize things. It seems yeah. like, you know, like all those games have little systems, you know, that all. They're kind one of the only studios that together. can ship
1: stuff like that regularly. With yeah, the team yeah. Like, but no, I think no one else is doing
3: that. But I think what they've gotten, you know, they haven't solved the problem of large scale game development. No. They've, just, they've just figured out the kind of game that they can make with that structure. Right. And like, I'm, you know, I just don't, I don't think it's even necessarily a knock to them to say that, like, they're not going to, there's a lot of, there's most games, they will not, most kinds of games they're not going to be able to make with that structure, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, like, you know, the kind of team you have, the size and composition of team you have, like, defines which swath of the medium of games you're going to be able to to capture with that. And a lot of triple, and the thing thing about, about AAA games for, like, the last five plus years has been that they have, like, increasingly kind of high minded aspirations to, like, tell these big stories and, you know, be about bigger things. But they're still locked into this system that was designed to just basically, like, use the best technology we have to throw a bunch of money at the screen and create cause a whole bunch of shit blowing up to <laughs> slam into people's eyeballs. And well, the issue is I think that, that you like, know, you know, you, you so you've got a machine that was built for one thing that's trying to do another, and it's always just going to be self-sabotaging. I think it's more fundamental than and that. I think that's, why, too, that's and why I think like it's creative, actually, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. That's why I think creative directors at these big studios who are in charge of these big projects are always these tragic figures because it's, like, Well, yeah, you're putting like kind of a movie director type person up in front of all of this, in front of this crazy, like half software engineering, half creative thing, half like art production thing. And it's just I don't know, like it's just you're you're just rolling too many dice and, you know, you're never going to get the the result that you think. And that's not just going to go like saying that it's all iterative doesn't make it make it go away. It's just, you know, it just becomes a yeah, becomes incoherent.
0: It's just it's impossible beyond a certain scale as a human being as a single human being to communicate what it takes to communicate to another human being, to get something made cohesively in beyond at at that scale. When it's creative software, right? Exactly. with
1: With a frame of a movie, you can, that's such a more concrete goal. Well, also like just the hierarchy it, like,
0: of, 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 you know, yeah. you know yeah, the director, it's, this, yeah,
1: exactly. it's yeah. director literally above the line, like, below the line. Yeah. And yeah. everybody, it's like the yeah. military, everybody yeah. in games, like <laughs> everybody's touching all the things, right? Yeah. Touch all the other Yeah. Game development has a lot of things. In games, everybody's touching that. all the things. Yeah. I mean, Jake
0: and I, I mean, we,
3: we touch all the things,
0: but like, I don't know, how big is your team on the cave? Um, it has
1: varied, but about 20 people on average. Right. Yeah.
3: Like it, you know, yeah, it hasn't gotten too much higher than than twenty. It's something. a good size, yeah. And you know, then at other points, it's, it was it's like a really you know, more size. around ten. Because
2: we like,
1: went from a team of
2: four on the game right before Walking Dead to a team of seventy at this point. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Because yeah. yeah. Poker Night, the, was, the game that we did before, was <laughs> you, me, and Nick. Oh,
1: oh, oh, I thought you meant Walking Dead went from. four. Oh, well, to seven. Walking well, Dead went, went from, from two, two to, to seven. It went from two of us for about <laughs> yeah.
0: six months or something, or like two
3: of us and two programmers, but like, and that's the pre-production. But it gets to the point where you have
0: all these people, and can they get the job done? Yes, but especially on a creative piece of software, creative piece of software a cohesive yeah. finish yeah. is what's going to make it quality or not. Yeah. And cohesive is going to come from clear communication and, and, um, uh, we're looking for? just, um, consistent communication. And there is not enough hours in the day well, you to also eventually communicate just, with everybody. You also
2: eventually just get enough humans, enough unique human beings that all of those people are also thinking, feeling human beings who have their own, Desires, yeah. <laughs> Well, another good and thing. and eventually, eventually, software, something they've and they've is been given
3: like, creative decisions well, just, to make, and so they're 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 going to be chewing away at that, and it's not necessarily going to be what you, as like a, a project lead or something, are going to are going to. Yeah, think. I think just and enough then, enough how space comes and,
0: out that you know. Well, also, like you start taking things for granted because, okay, everybody knows how to like you've finally worked with your lead programmer to figure out how to implement this one aspect of the game, but. The nature of software development means that thing could be programmed and implemented a million different ways by a million different people. So then when you get to the next guy and you're like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna do this thing with the dialogue system here," he goes and goes, "Oh, I I did it." And you're like, "It's completely none of it works with what we have. It's drawing the wrong UI. Like, what? Why? What did you do?" He's like, "Oh, you know, I just... I'm like, we already have a system for that. This guy built it." He's like, "Oh, I just wrote my own." You get into this like that's what happens, you know, because of the nature of software development. You don't have like oh, I'm lighting this movie and I brought my own lights and there just happen to be lights that nobody's ever seen before from a different, you know, like these lights, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so, there's all these, like, the level of infinite derivations, I think, is sort of insane.
1: But even even in a situation, though, where people are doing things the right way, you still have people just like, with it's tough to introduce somebody to like a large code base or something. Like, even if they weren't making just the wrong decision about, oh, well, we already have middleware to do this or whatever. Like, it's still just a very complicated thing to introduce. Yeah, you know, and also,
0: it sucks being the guy who tells somebody you just spent nine hours building this effect because it was on a list somewhere and nobody told you not to do it. Yeah. Oh god,
3: that sucks. Definitely, yeah. That is yeah. the worst. That, and that gets into the production <laughs> thing, you know, oh. where like some parts of the team need to be like these guns that just start pounding away on stuff, you know, once as soon as soon as they get the word go. Yeah. And other parts are like. Well, no, we're actually running around in the, in the weeds here, like trying to figure out all these, all these creative problems that, you know, we, we can't really prescribe solutions at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a thing about, um, human, like social brains being calibrated for groups of like 200. And then over that it just becomes like, well, that's just the faceless mass of people. Whereas I can keep like about 200 people, 200 something people in my social horizon and I can like remember their names and their faces and You know, things about them and all that kind of stuff. And I think that that stuff, you know, a lot of the limitations of game development and of large scale creative work are. Those are just human limitations. Oh, yeah. You know? Like our social yeah, intelligence yeah. is
1: calibrated for certain <laughs> but also sizes people, of groups of people. The people at your work show have to share that brain space with all the other people in your life. You right. Know? Yeah. It's not like yeah. you get another free 200 just yeah, for your uh, job. Yeah. Yeah. What if They're your job becomes same. your life? What if those <laughs> things, yeah. What if you <laughs> never <laughs> go home? What if you
0: work yeah. the chaos? Right. Oh.
1: Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, and that's actually not invalid. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's not hard. It's not yeah. hard in this industry to get into a situation where those are the only people really you're seeing. What was Greg's question again? Um, I I mean, I think we're basically answering a number of questions, but it was basically like... The thesis is, good job, Steve, making a game with three three people. (laughs) Oh, and he also said, do you think companies like Double Fine and Telltale... Are better organizations for juggling multiple projects at once and doing stuff like in major Fortnite. I mean, sure. Especially yeah. you guys. I mean, I definitely think, yes, By, like, a million, Absolutely. a million yeah. percent. Well, right, yes. Because yes. I think that actually
3: like, has a direct knock on effect. Like, yeah, I, I, one of my goals coming to double fine was work, never work on a team as large as like Bioshock and stuff again. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I think, I think telltale is yeah. at its best when it has a couple projects of very different size going on concurrently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, yep. that's a really cool thing yeah. about working at that studio. Well, yeah,
1: and it's cool at Double find because, yeah, like, I mean, very similar to what you just said. Like, there's the cave, which is probably has spanned at times up to maybe, like, 30 people, 20-something people. Yeah. And a- as you say, also has gone down to about a dozen, like, at times. Um, but that's the biggest project at the studio by far. And, like, the Kickstarter games, about a dozen people, for example. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's, like, iOS games that are just one or two people in yeah. some cases. And there, you know, there's there's another game that's like, I would say about half a dozen right now, but will scale up eventually. I mean, there's just yep. – there's an amazing range of project sizes at the studio, which, which is really, really cool. At any given moment, something's in prototype. Something's in pre-production. Something's in full production. Something's closing. Like, yep. it's know, it's an awesome thing to be able to see. It means that people, when they're done with a given project or even when the project's not shipping, when their particular role – is ending like if they're just doing production art and content is complete they can just directly roll off into something else in a totally different state and yeah. like that's awesome D- definitely
3: gives you a bit of perspective too because you're like oh yeah not every game takes two years to make some of them right. only take six months to make or mm-hmm. you know and that's it's good
1: yep it's cool thanks greg <laughs> thanks guy hey greg brown he's a name it's a good one. Oh, i thought i'm sorry i, th- I thought that was too familiar sean He's being too familiar with us. We can be very familiar with that. <laughs> oh, we can be very whoa, familiar with, with Greg, Greg Brown.
0: Come see us, Greg. What? Here.
1: We'll come to you when you least expect. Oh, yeah. it. Come visit him. <laughs> live live show North, from, North, from yeah.
0: Chicago. No, he's in North Carolina now.
1: Video game! This is taking an interesting time. Bye! <laughs> Video game! Subscribe to us on iTunes! Video game! Don't put that really? on the podcast. I'm not putting any of this on I know, podcast.
0: I know. You know how things sometimes... If there was just like not 11 those minutes things. of silence, and then just... <laughs> <laughs> like at the end, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, just
2: oh as a fragment.
1: god, that would be the worst. Oh,
0: I'd quit. <laughs> yeah, I would quit
2: out
1: of Just phones. shut it down. Yeah, we're
0: just 404 for the rest of the time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, oh, we should just quit our lives <laughs> after... <laughs> the internet i know where the internet archive is it's it's over in the richmond so you know we can also blow break, that place also up <laughs> break that sure. break in. it's on yeah. funston and clement you know, like, i know where that is my embarrassing geocities <laughs> from the late 90s <laughs> sweet
0: yeah why doesn't everybody break in over there finally that like
2: 15 year lawsuit over that midi of the Axel f theme can uh, can rest <laughs> now that you've destroyed yeah. the that building is rad though <laughs> i love like the building top. is also their logo <laughs> I lived around the block yeah. from there for that's a long right. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the
3: archive. It's the yeah, I just—I
2: I, always—I thought their logo was just them being goofily classy of just the Internet Archive with like the stupid like yeah. the columns, the columns and tablets are yeah, bullshit. And, a,
3: and then it's just oh, that's their building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you walk in and there's a butler with white gloves and a silver platter, which he opens up and the there's internet. just an at symbol there's there's
2: just just underneath. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: God, oh. if he opened it up, I thought the implication was the silver platter was a CD.
2: Oh, no. Oh. Well, he reviewer. he pulls the, the dinner revealer away to to uh, reveal that he is just holding a laser disc. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I guarantee you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, I, like, thought, I thought it was going to be a gif, though. I thought he was going to pull
1: that thing up, and there was just going to be a
2: 3D a blue a spinning, spinning at mark <laughs> inside. Oh.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I was a friend of the wrong era of GIFs on the internet. No, the good part. The
2: Internet Archive only has like That's the true. letter that writes itself over e, and over again, and spinning or the e, world
1: yeah. with
3: an E. And Under construction guy putting his back into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe a skull
1: guy. with flames rotating around. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. 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 And you got the spider skull dangling from a thread. You got the skull that comes out of smoke and dissipates. You know. Neon green wireframe skull. Oh yeah. That's my favorite one. Classic. Top
0: yeah. just top shelf. skull. That one skull. reminds me of Steve. <laughs> I don't Can know. N- yeah. <laughs> it's normally used neon then. neon green wireframe skull. Like if like <laughs> if the, I was in like some sort That's of true. like psychology test and they were like a bunny rabbit, I would say like a hound or something. You know, uh, ne- <laughs> ne- <laughs> ne- <laughs>
3: neon green, green neon skull.
0: Steve Gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's really
3: a Rorschach blot you know because different uh, people see that they're going
0: to yeah, some <laughs> of them are going to think gonna Steve Gaynor, some Steve of them are going to think
1: Scoops you know it's all kinds of different <laughs> interpretations of that green skull
0: Mm, do you think Steve's going to put
3: double XP weekend in Gone Home?
2: Oh God! I hope <laughs> Absolutely. So. Like, what are you going to yeah. do with all these I mean, Doritos? well,
3: I, I am definitely going to walk around that house and collect Mountain Dew and Doritos. Why don't they just say,
0: <gasps> "Get your double XP, your doo doo"? Like they should just call it your doo doo.
3: They probably should. They should. Yeah. Get that doo doo. Wait another 10 years for us to interpolate towards the idiocracy universe a little right, bit more. Yeah. I don't think you're going <laughs> to
1: have to it, wait 10 years. <laughs> the fact that they've already uh, given up spelling the word mountain. Yeah. <laughs> like it's already just. Right. Is it just, it's it's just, just MTN None of that. They put an N in there? MTN. Yeah, it's not Mount Dew. Climb Mount Dew with Mountain Doo Doo. They go in a weird direction with the new market. Yeah. Just, oh just this wait. is off this is get this your is, double xp oh, this is off topic this is, off, uh, this this is-, <laughs> is- journalistic ethics